All right, guys. Welcome to the first, well, not the first ever, but we're going to call it the first ever Open Your Toys Cast Discussion episode. And this one will be specifically talking about selling. So no news here. Um, just going to be us yammering about uh, selling, pitfalls, tips and tricks, horror stories, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, I guess I should still do the the beginning thing, and I need my show notes to be able to do that. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time, and those are Swage. Mask, My Little Pony. Oh, wait. <laughs> my bad. I always forget these. We got Star Wars, we got G.I. Joe, we got Masters of the Universe, and, of course, Transformers. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I switched it up. I didn't do Transformers first. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Leaving the best for last, right? That's right. <laughs> if you want to kick it with us, we want you to do that here, right here on our YouTube channel. We're uh, normally every other Sunday, 4 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if you can't make the live shows, you can hang out with us in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash open your toys. If you want to just keep apprised of all the latest shows or shows that just passed, you can do that on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash open your toys cast. Uh, no show notes for a discussion episode. We're just going to have a talk here, but on our normal episodes, you can visit OpenYourToys.com, top of the page. There'll be list, a link to the show notes that'll have links to everything we're talking about, as well as links to subscribe through iTunes, Google Podcasts, RSS, Stitcher Smart Radio. You can email us at team at OpenYourToys.com. Leave a voicemail at 720-235-TOYS. And if you want to talk to Mr. Stark, how can people do that? Um, they can head over to YouTube and type in Lotus Stark and watch some videos of restoring vintage robots. <laughs> I don't know. They can send me a message over there, I guess. And we got the rockster in the house. What up? What's, up, What's going on? I didn't realize I was backstage the whole time. I forgot to enter the broadcast studio. I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading these old war comics and I'm like, oh, I guess they're starting late today. And all of a sudden I realized I'd never hit the button. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I, saw, I saw I saw Shane. Uh, Shane's in the chat. I wonder if he wants to join too. Oh yeah, and I don't know if we can. I, I don't know if the limit's five or six. Oh, I thought it was six. Um, yeah, yeah, it might know. be. So Shane, if you wanna if you wanna join us, you got a, a audio video device. Please. I let have a hard know. out at seven o'clock. So. You know, if somebody else wants to jump in maybe when I leave, I don't know how long you guys plan on going for. I don't know. Lotus is pretty long-winded usually. So No, I mean, it's just, it's just you know, it's just a conversation. It's just like when you and I did it, Rock, the, the other time. Remember yeah, that was that, a lot of fun. Other yeah, it was a lot of fun. We just started talking, and then, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen. So I agree. Yeah. And we got uh, we got more uh, more people joining us live than ever. So welcome everybody. Sound off in the chat. Wolf, I can send you a shout out, make you internet famous. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where did I leave off? Uh, Cliff, where can people find you, sir? I uh, post in the group as red menace and I can be found on Instagram as associate of horror. Yeah. 
Go follow him on well Instagram or Facebook to find out about all the great horror movies he's watching this season. Uh, Rock, what about you, sir? You can find me on Facebook in the group and the Rock the Farting Dad infamous YouTube channel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Swage, ex, ex-host, past host, new current co-host. <laughs> well, I'm usually in the group, uh, and you can also find me on Silver Singles as uh, <laughs> Never Too Old to Be Young. Uh, or i don't know find me on ebay and buy my shit (laughs) uh let's see and for me you can find me at uh at slick mcfavorite on instagram facebook i'm uh facebook.com slash open your toys and then uh slick at openyourtoys.com we got Cass joining us what up Cass? KJ Smith just sounding up. Um, Shane here asking the question. Phone only right now. Will that work? Yes, that will work. So uh, let me figure that out right now. Well, let me get this started first, and then we'll see if we can get some people added here. Uh, so like I mentioned, this is going to be our first shot at a discussion format. So no show notes, nothing really in particular to talk about. Um, Brink just chimed in. He's got a question for us to answer during the show as well. Um, but yeah, uh, when I was gone, uh, Rock and Lotus hosted a couple shows that were really successful. People really liked them. Just collectors talking about collecting. And uh, given uh, given we're in the middle of a pandemic, uh, in the middle of a recession, uh, probably lots of people maybe needing to sell stuff and, and not actually selling stuff. <laughs> uh, figured it'd be a great time. Well, I shouldn't say I figured. Lotus and Rock figured it'd be a good time to do a selling show, and and I concur. So um, I don't know, Lotus. You you had a you had a story, right? Did you want to lead off with that, or yeah. would we rather yeah. start with something? No, that's that, that's fine. So, so obviously, I have kind of stopped collecting. I think everyone kind of knows that, and uh, I have a sizable collection. So I've been, you know, selling things here and there. But uh, I've uh, I just find selling very very frustrating. I find it just to be uh, a lot of work. Um, if you want to list stuff on eBay, you have to take a lot of very nice pictures of multiple angles of the figure, or if it's a sealed in box figure, you have to take multiple angles. I mean, you basically need to really put a lot of time into the auction and that way it, it prevents you from having, you know, cases open up against you, you know, cause people like to open up cases. Um, so uh, this last time around, I, you know, Jason, how you were talking about going to Brian's toys and, you know, kind of just dumping it all. Yeah. Doing a, doing a one-off, Hey, just fucking take all my shit. So I I have uh, some personal experience with that now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I took 70 figures, 70 sealed figures, um, ranging from 2010 to 2015. And, uh, I, I, we're talking about transformers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, transformers. Um, so um, the uh, 
I, I took it to my local comic book shop. And um, so 70 figures sealed, eBay prices, completed auctions, average 30 to $50 a figure for these things um, shipped. Um, so I took it in there and, uh, you know, I, I said, okay, well, you know, he, he asked me, what do you, what do you want for everything? And I said, well, I don't know. Give me 1500 bucks. You know, we'll do that. He's like, no way, no way. Cause I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's about 2100 bucks worth of stuff. If we just say they're all 30 bucks a piece and I, you know, obviously you guys have overhead and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, about four hours later of negotiating, I walked out with <laughs> four hours later in negotiating. Uh, I walked out with eight hundred bucks. What for seventy figures? Oh my god! So just just to let you know, that's the, these these shops are going to pay when, when they say that they're paying seventy percent of retail. Um, they're 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 trying to figure out what they're going to be able to sell it for, and they're going to always be way on top of the deal. Yeah. Um, and this was, you know, this was a, a, a song and dance, multiple, multiple phone calls to the, the shop owner kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was four hours. Like buying of, a car. You've got the, you know, he, he's like, yeah, walk around. We'll give you a lot more in store credit. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't want anything. You know, I just, yeah. I'm just done, you know? So, uh, yeah. So anyway, I do have that firsthand experience now. I, I have to tell you the idea of driving down there with boxes of figures loaded uh, to the top of my windows in the car. Uh, and now are you the, talking about your Corvette? Cause that would, that wouldn't mean very many boxes in a Corvette. Um, if you've ever, if you've never owned one, then I guess you won't know, right? <laughs> there's actually a lot of space in Corvette. So, is there? Um, okay. Yeah, there actually this is. Because there's, okay. there's no trunk. It's, it's actually a hatchback. There's absolutely no trunk. So you have, uh, you basically have a two-seater car that has a huge space in the back with no uh, wall. Yeah. So okay. if you want to put a, you know, a, a, a you know, a, a 12-foot pipe you know pvc pipe or something like that you, yeah it's gonna stick out the back but you can literally slide in from the back and go all the way up oh. to the front yeah so, i did not know that yeah there's no there's no uh partition uh, between the the seats and the back so you get a lot of extra room that way okay anyway um so yeah so i i you know i took it all down there and um it, it was a, it was a good feeling to 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 not have to deal with the stress of selling because we all know that it is stressful. There's a lot of time involved with setting up these auctions. Like I started out with, you know, um, baby. So, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, well, I'm just, I mean, Swage, you, you, you know, I mean, you, you do this. Oh, you, I do you know. understand. It's, yeah. it's I'm, lot, I'm mad it's you didn't work. You didn't yeah. even say, Hey, Swage, you want to buy some shit? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and, uh, yeah, and I, I have no idea what you, what you sell or what you collect or whatever. But this was all chug stuff. You know, it was all sealed from 2010 to 2015. Basically, had the whole line of generations numbered from one through wow. whatever. Hey, I did have a question. Were. Sorry to cut you off, but um, the shop that you sold to, would you consider them like a successful shop? Do they have like a giant following, or are they kind of smaller? Um, because yeah. a lot of times smaller stores, they always seem to be even if not 
publicly visible, mm-hmm. uh, they seem to always be struggling. And that's why a lot of times they cut people so short. Um, I mean, even the big shops will do that too, but sometimes, you know, especially comic types, comic, uh, mm-hmm. focus stores are typically the ones that are, you know, the owners are sleeping there cause they can't afford an apartment cause they're making right. sure the store stays open. No, this is a, this is a, uh, this is a shop. I don't want to get into specifics, specifics as to where it, it is, but, um, this is a, a shop that's been around for many, many years. Um, very, very successful shop. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 and I understand, you know, with probably, I'm, I'm sure traffic volume is lower now that, you know, that we're in this weird pandemic thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that changed the pricing structure a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, um, it was, it was like I said, it's interesting experience. Um, I had a, a weight lifted off my shoulder. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it motivates me now to continue selling, you know, um, I have much more to sell and it, it just keeps that motivation to, to keep going. I don't think I'm going to do that ever again, as far as going into a shop and just dumping all that stuff. But at least I can say that I did it. I have real world experience and you, you just don't get, you just don't get a lot of money for your stuff. And I'm talking sealed. I'm talking minty packages too. The guys, I'm very yeah, crazy. Yeah, when I was doing all this retail stuff, if you want to go back to any of the shows, I mean, I, I'm I'm crazy about packaging. Like everything, the windows have to be not scratched. The you can't have any creases. So this stuff was just mint, you know. And um, so yeah, so there there's my little there's my little experience of just dumping 70 figures for 800 bucks. (laughs) Hey Lotus, did you even try to like put it on like a Facebook marketplace or like let go offer up? Cause I think you might've gotten more by from another collector. Don't want the collector. I just want you. you, you, Really? No, I don't want, just don't, just don't want the hassle of a, don't want the hassle of a chargeback. Don't want the hassle of, you know, there's there's a lot of hassle with that. You know, all, all no, this, I mean somebody meeting up cash like Facebook Marketplace. I saw stuff on there all the time. Well, I, I I find transformer collectors to be extremely cheap. Um, so I, I don't yes. know. I, yes. I don't. I don't think it's not. Yeah, it, Facebook Marketplace is fucking horrible. Oh, I think go. Lotus oh. hasn't met GI Joe collectors yet. If he thinks they're cheap, transformer collectors are cheap. Oh, oh, oh. you haven't met diehard Joe collectors. so i i do i do have one question could you mention something about like uh them and i don't know if it was them saying if this was like an advertised thing that they said that they pay 70 percent of retail was that was that something they were advertising or so i i had initial initial phone call with the with the with the shop and uh i you know before i lugged all the stuff down there i'm like hey are you guys uh you know, you guys buying toys and, you know, what's the process? And basically, um, that's, that's what they told me, you know, it's a, it's, it's a 70% of retail. And what that really means is if they sell the figure for 30, you're going to get 10, Yeah. you know, so, you know, and uh, you know, the, the guy was, you know, when I was there and I, like I said, I took the chance and I went there and, you know, he, he was on eBay the whole time, just looking at completed auctions and, you know, right in front of me, just try to figure out 
because some of the figures he just never saw just you know because like i said some of those figures were like 50 60 bucks yeah you know some some of the older ones so well and i and i think a i think a big thing with shops like that is none of my comic shops have good collector stuff in my opinion they have a bunch of crap that you know that they bought for cheap and everybody else has already like i don't ever walk into one of my comic shops or even my toy shops and do they have something good at a you know, normal price. If they have anything good, then it's like three times what eBay is, you know, (laughs) and shit like that. So that's got to be a little tough too, you know? No, I mean, this is a, this is a shop that is um, very, very large, large shop. um, And they, they have all kinds of toys, you know, from the seventies, eighties, nineties, they carry hot toys, they carry statues. I mean, it's, it's a, it's everything that you would want. McDonald's toys, um, you know, Disney toys, uh, you know, all different types of toys. Okay. Yeah. So definitely different than my comic shops. My comic shops are, 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 have very few like good toys, you know, kind of thing. So my comic yeah. shop is swimming in Power of the Force too. If you guys are looking <laughs> <laughs> for for nine ninety nine a piece, if that. <laughs> hey, that's a great segue. Speaking of Star Wars Power of the Force figures, Jason, how are you doing with that Star Wars collection? Haven't fucking even cracked a case since I bought See, it. See, and, that, and that's what I'm that's what I'm talking yeah. about, guys. It's it, it is. I mean, even even Jason having you know he intent intentionally bought that collection to part out and sell, keep what he wanted, part out and sell the rest. You know, that's a perfect example. Look at how much motivation it takes us to actually go and start listing stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, it's just I had so no problem much with work. That, I had no problem with that wrestling figure collection. I had 330 figures and I turned and burned that thing in about a month and a half. Well, and let's, I guess that's a, that's another thing to look at then. Let's, let's talk about that, but the time associated with this. So I can say, I can say my, my big issue is anytime I go to sell a toy, I'm like, Oh, I've got to do this and that and this. And, and even to post one toy to me, it it, it seems like it's going to be at least a fucking two hour effort. And then that's when I'm like, Oh, well, maybe I'll just put away the dishes and start cooking dinner or something, you know? So from, from my standpoint, if you're not just set up to do it and continually do it, there's all this kind of overhead. I got to clear off my, my, my photography tent, you know, I've got to find what I'm going to do. I've got to, I've got to look it up on eBay. Right. I mean, you got to do the research. eBay is the only like eBay is literally what people pay for it. The highest price, the highest price people pay for it is on eBay, you know, because they feel protected and all that kind of shit. And so, so rock, what do you do? When you, I mean, Rock's constantly flipping stuff. So what do you do? I mean, do you put in a half an hour in between your shower and dinner? Do you wait till a Saturday and you work on it for eight hours? Nope. I'll tell you exactly what I did. That wrestling figure collection, I went through it. 
and there's different there was different brands of figures and it was different types there's called mattel elite and mattel basics an elite has more articulation they sell for more money they come with soft good ro- like robes and accessories basics are more of a kid's line less articulation so what i did was i went through the whole lot i went through the most expensive figures first i have a black leather couch that's my photography tent i put them against the, <laughs> i put them against the black backdrop i take a bunch of photos i mean since they're wrestling figures the things people are worried about is do i have all the accessories and is there any paint rub these figures were pretty good no paint rub but they had a lot of missing accessories so I would take basically 20 figures at a time, take a bunch of photos, take about eight photos of each figure. That would take me 20 minutes, half hour. Then I'd sit down and watch TV with my wife. And as we're watching whatever show on Netflix, Shit's Creek or whatever, I'm just, I have a piece of paper and I write Dusty Roads Elite. And I look at what it sold for, high, low, and I try to figure out, all right, well, I'm missing the shirt. I'll take five bucks off. You know, they go to the next figure, Te- Texas Tornado, uh, elite figure. All right, he's missing the robe. Take off this much. And I can turn and burn and put up auctions in about three minutes, three to four minutes a figure. All I do is then I look, uh, Texas Tornado, Mattel Elite. I find somebody's auction, sell one similar, click, and I put up my photos, and then I slightly change their title, and then I add... Figures sold loose, adult-owned. And then when you do enough with your iPhone, it'll start auto-filling. You can almost auto-fill. <laughs> it'll be adult-owned, non-smoking home, uh, $5 shipping. Uh, what else to do? Um, stiff joints, uh, tight joints, nice paint, and boom, next one. And then uh, also before I you – know, this, t- it took a little while for me to finalize that deal with Shane. But in advance, I ordered 100 big bubble mailers because I knew I was going to be selling these figures loose. So I ordered that, went to Home Depot, got bubble wrap, and I knew uh, I could ship up to two figures loose for $5. Then anything from like three to five figures would fit in a priority mail bag to $8. And I turned and burned those, and I made a couple grand on that. So That's crazy. Yeah. But you do got to put the time in. But like I said, if I'm watching yeah. TV – I'm watching some mindless show anyway with my wife. I might as well, you know, make a little extra scratch while I'm doing it. Yeah, and I mean that's that was a good point with the uh, sell similar or whatever you want to do is you can auto populate a lot of fields in eBay with that shit. Um, just modify the titles a little bit, and like you say, use your own photos. Now, what do you? So you're saying with your description, it's literally just that that little adult owned and and what it has, and that's it. Please look at all picks. Um, if I know it's missing something, I specifically write missing robe, missing sunglasses. But then I, I price it accordingly. There was mm-hmm. one figure I got that it was I sold it for a hundred. If I had the robe, I could have got a hundred and seventy. Wow, wow! And the figure in the box, I think, is like. 200 or 250 but still i'm not gonna complain though i mean i i sold through those things so quick i'm i have four figures left two that i'm keeping and just two that nobody for some reason nobody wants it's the hardy boys tag team and you know there were some figures i just couldn't figure out 
it took me too long. I didn't know who they were. I just sold them in lots. If I would have sold them individually, I probably would have got more money. But at that point, I was already over three times what I paid for them. And when I sold them as a lot, I got 131 for one, 150 for another one. And they were all female figures. I had no idea who they were. And I didn't want to take the time to to research it. But I even I mean everything sold for money. The belts. I sold one belt for thirty dollars. There was seventy title belts. But but there was no rhyme or reason. Like sometimes a group of twelve belts would sell for fifteen dollars and a five belts would sell for forty dollars. So So I, I think the one thing to take away here though, Rock, is what you what you're looking for is you're you're looking for these deals. You know, you're out there, you're searching yeah. for these kind of deals and you know I I guess I've never I guess I've never really done that. I mean, like I said, when I was collecting retail, it was literally me instead of just taking pictures at Walmart, I would buy two figures, one to open and one to keep in the box. Right. And I was just trying to get the best deal, but most of the time it was retail and then maybe some coupons here and there. You know, and then well, and then as as my collection grew, you know, stuff that I couldn't get anymore, I would go to eBay and pay eBay prices to just fulfill the line. Well, I also do things too. Like I look at my collection, and I bought a bunch of the uh, Fun School India GI Joe figures, and I was paying six dollars each for them back in the day. And then now that I'm into the real vintage figures, if I see one's worth a lot of money that really doesn't fit my collection. I sell it. Like I sold Tripwire for a hundred and hundred and sixty dollars or one hundred and eighty, and I paid six bucks for it. You know, I sold Tunnel Rat for eighty. I paid six dollars for it. But then I take that money and I put it towards buying that vintage figure for it's almost the same price to get the Hasbro one. Who cares about the Fun School India one that came out in two thousand two? But but Joe collectors that that are really looking for variants now, they're paying top dollar for these stupid international figures. So. I'll use that money to buy, you know, re- regular Hasbro's, which make me happy. But yeah. that's where it kind of like this I have big profit margins in what I sell. But. Yeah, the the whole flipping thing is like a whole nother thing, right? Because yeah. you don't you don't have the connection to it. Like, I mean, that's it, I'm still working on. I am still, for the most part, working on stuff that I bought to either use as trade bait or, or to probably sell. Eventually I bought two to save on shipping or, you know, whatever. So I don't have a lot of connection to it. Um, uh, Swage, why don't you talk about it? Cause you've unloaded your entire collection a couple times, right? Yeah. I've, I've done that route multiple times and uh, depending on what, what life was throwing at me. Um, <laughs> So these are things you cared about, right? You worked hard and not that Lotus, you didn't work hard because like you say, you, you found them in stores or you hunted them, that kind of thing. But I mean, what about dumping your dumping entire collections? How do you go about doing that? Uh, man, I could do a six hour show on this by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, basically, um, man, where do I start with this? So we'll take the uh, life happens scenario. And, you know, I always have a mental log of pretty much every single thing that I have. You know, I know even if I don't know the exact count, I've got a total value uh, this year 
uh, I've really focused on actually keeping a list, always having a tally of cost versus what I've sold it for or what it might be worth, all those sorts of things. But I've always had that mentally. And um, so if something would come up, I'm lucky enough that from doing shows and even, you know, podcasting years ago, I know quite a quite a few dealers or people that will buy in bulk that are very, I don't know if generous is the word, uh, but they're very reasonable. So like what Lotus ran into, I was getting, you know, a little bit better margins. And part of that is a friendly factor, but also whenever I've done it, I've had a lot of things that were currently really hot for like Lotus, you know, you have generations, which is, you know, anything from 2010 is probably not worth much. Right. Yeah, it, it's only it's only worth someone who wanted the mint and sealed package. I mean, it once you open those figures, it's I agree. But if if someone wants, if someone's t- trying to fulfill their mint and sealed collection, like I said, I looked up the completed auctions for those, and they were all you know minimum thirty dollars shipped for each of those figures. So, right. So, and part of that is, and also being a seller, you know, I always go into it knowing exactly how it's going to work from experience and from what I know I try to do for people versus what is probably going to happen with the money. Uh, so for example, you know, as a, you know, as you went in there, you're like, well, they sell for 30 to 50, but you also know on eBay, $30 is about 12. Uh, because after you pay your, your PayPal fees, your eBay fees and shipping, you know, depending on where they live in the country and how big that box is, you know, you could be looking at less than half your money on something that size. Um, So, but basically what I do is I get a list together. um, And because I typically know the values of everything I have already. Anyway, I have a general idea. And then in my head, I always calculate what I assume might be their buying range. So um, a lot of dealers I've dealt with, even if I haven't sold to them, I, I get an idea while I'm at shows, I listen to them conversate because people will come to the toy shows and they'll try to trade you stuff or they'll try to sell you a bunch of stuff. And I always found that I was way more generous than a lot of people. So, for example, one time I had bought a, a re, an Encore Fort Max from a guy. And I gave him 150 And I didn't even bother looking you know, to make sure all the stuff was there because I wasn't that familiar with the figure yet. But I knew if there was something wrong, I would, I could keep it anyway. Like it could be mine. And I knew it was about a $300 toy at the time. Um, but most dealers are, like you said, they're typically going to be 30%, if not less. And it depends on what you have and the total value. Uh, so I find the bigger the collection, the less you're actually going to get by the piece. Now, maybe that's changed. And it also, again, it depends on exactly what you have. And the dealer, because if they know they can flip it fast for two or three times their money, they might be a little more lenient. But typically, they have to keep their costs as low as possible for a number of reasons. Um, and while that's not your fault, if you take it to them, they, you know, still money's money, and that's always in their head. So, for example, if you're self-employed, you can basically count on forty percent of your money disappearing to taxes right off the bat every day of the week. Um, and that's, of course, that's before you do the accounting and you do the deductions, but still 
forty percent. So if you make a thousand bucks, you're only getting six hundred really after you pay Uncle Sam. So there's that. Then there's what if the market drops out? Um, you know, and then it depends on what region are they in, what shows are coming up. Do they have a customer base that's open to whatever it is that you have for this for this dealer? Uh, so, for example, if you go to a comic shop, you know, like a, a little like Jason was saying, these comic shops they don't really have good toys. You take them a bunch of great shit, they don't care to them. It's just another thing they can, they, you know. Well, I'll put 50 bucks in. If I get 10, I'm happy. So they're going to give you like two bucks. So that's a huge factor as well. Um, but yeah, there's, for me, it's been easier because whenever I've had to do that, it's been, I need this money now. And already in my head, I had a, a very accurate range of what to expect. And also because I've built relationships or I just knew how these people operated, you know, I maybe got a little friendly bump but it wasn't anything like you know i got two grand and my collection was worth 2200 you know it's it's nothing yeah, like that so what, but what, if, what would you have gotten so if you would have okay so let's say you know do you feel that ten dollars a figure is basically what a dealer would pay in my situation that sounds about right in okay. general okay. but without seeing it and seeing the specifics mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I can't tell. It's like saying, well, I have a 1983 Corvette. What's it worth? You know, no, I mean, like I said, I, mean, I, I told you, I told you straight out, you know, 2010, 2000, 2015 chug, you know, factory sealed, you know, perfect mint on card figures, no corner crushes, no scratches anywhere. You know, and they, they I don't even know if they even care about it, honestly, because they're just going to hang the stuff on the pegs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, that, that does sound right just because, you know, you're, that, that classics line. It it was the hottest thing in the world, and then it was damn near worthless. Yeah. I mean, I I remember very specifically. I had two big boxes full of sealed, carded, and these were figures that used to be worth forty to sixty any day of the week. Oh no, I I, and I, I, would, I paid those prices, <laughs> and I would take them. To, I would take them to shows, and I would put them for ten dollars a piece, and no one even looked at them. And this, these are at big shows. I'm talking like TFCon, uh, the Columbus Toy Show, you know, where there's thousands of people coming in. And no one even blinked. No one, there was just like, get that shit out of my way. What's behind that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and the other thing too is um, when you're talking about the stuff that you had that was in pristine condition, that's such a very, very specific and picky group. Yeah. That the person looking for that dead ass mint toy will spend years comparing your copy to another one. Yeah. And they'll look for a better deal and they'll wait and wait and wait. And that's another chance that a dealer takes that, you know, that's what that's some of the cost that comes out of what they hand you because they don't have time to wait three years for that guy to make up his mind. And maybe there's only four people in the world looking for one in that condition, you know, everyone else just wants a loose one or they don't care about the box or, yeah. you know, well, if everything else is $20 cheaper to hell with that thing. So, you know, it's for me selling in a giant bulk like that. I've been, I've done okay. Like, I mean, you know, the last big giant purge that I did, I probably left. Uh, well, this kind of gets into that. There's very particular buyers for certain things. I probably left maybe five or six grand on the table 
but we're talking we're talking some of that stuff is so specific that i mean who knows maybe who i sold it to that maybe they got an extra five grand out of those that i didn't i didn't know about because they they have more clientele they have a bigger reach than i do but at the same time you know what i mean how long are they going to wait for that one person that'll pay 150 dollars for something you can find for 40. you know so it's i i've done okay i mean obviously i'd rather have that five thousand dollars but i didn't have a year or two to keep sitting on it when i had things at home that needed to be paid for right away yeah yeah i mean i I, I hear you 1%. Uh, I think I would have been able to do, I, 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 even though you, you know, you're, you average about 14% with your PayPal fee and your, and your, you know, 10% auction fee and, and then, you know, shipping, you know, you can ship a, a figure for first class for six bucks, you know, for under a pound, you know? Nah. So, I mean, you know, um, but yeah, yeah but who, you, gotta, you know, stores are like, you know, then I got to get the materials I got to have somebody that knows how to do all this shit online. And I mean, it's not, I mean, materials are, you know, that's a tax write off for, for a corporation or a business, or even if you're self-employed, but it's still a hassle. It's still something that needs to be done and paid for before you get that deduction back. So it's, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, if you want somebody to help you uh, pour gravel or concrete in your driveway, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to tell them, well, you know, all you really had to do is spend $4 in gas to get here. So I'm not going to pay you. you know? <laughs> yeah, for, for, for shipping materials, uh, I mean, I'm kind of just like, you know, I've, I've saved, you know, like every time I would would buy something, you know, from someone, I would always save, you know, as, as much of the bubble wrap and boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would, I would try to do that, you know, for the non-priority mailboxes, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that, I, that definitely has helped out. Plus, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a bunch of Walmart shopping bags. And as long as you have cushion, you know, and you know how to pack the box and you're using the Walmart bags to be a springy plush cushion, you know, you just use a nice single wrap of bubble wrap on the, on the <laughs> figure and then use the Walmart bags as your cushion. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. When you're selling as an individual, that's, perfectly fine oh yeah but, yeah if yeah. a business you could you can't, if i got some shit yeah. like that from a store i'd be like hold up dude <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say swage yours is gonna have some uh grocery bag cushions and in, in the package i just said hey, you. <laughs> but, it, but, but everything is wrapped in bubble wrap inside those <laughs> it works i don't even care or just be that. like walmart <laughs> just be like walmart say fuck it we're just gonna fold this thing in half Stick it in a box that's uh, half the size it should be, and send it off yeah. to you. Well, how do you like those Amazons? Put that in your pipe. How do you like the Amazon it? exclusives where they just put the label <laughs> right on the figure? It's like slack. <laughs> oh. Well, I, the the one thing that's impressed me lately that I haven't been able to bring up, or not haven't been able to, I just keep forgetting to, is uh, uh, Pulse has gotten really interesting with the way they ship single carded figures. They have instituted, because I've received three now that are like this, so it's not just one smart guy's decision. Um, They are putting the card under the flaps. So the figure is, so, you know, you picture how a box comes together. The figure is actually under the flaps of the bottom 
of it. And every now again, it takes one hard hit from underneath and it's fucked. But the three that I've received like that, fucking pristine, flat cards, bubbles and perfect shape. Well, that's that's the strongest point of a box is right in those corners. But that's weird because what if they stick it in and then they tape right on the edge and you peel the tape off and it shreds all the the cardboard off the card. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, I mean, I've, I've been impressed with it so far. Not to, not to say it doesn't have its downfalls, but I'll just tell uh, you, if you're going to sell shit, don't do that. Fuck carded figures. I hate carded figures. The shit <laughs> you always got to add an extra two inches to prevent that kind of shit. Don't do that. But, don't do that. <laughs> but see, I like, that's what I look to buy. Like I, even if I'm going to open something, I would rather spend 10 bucks more to have it in package just so I get that experience of opening it. Yeah. You know? See, what I, the problem is when I strip a carded figure, I take a piece of cardboard and I cut it specifically an inch longer than the card so that nice. when I bubble wrap it, the bubble wrap doesn't uh, stress folding over and start uh, uh, what do you, curving the card. But that's yeah. just me. I just, but which costs me more because you know it's more weight and it's more time. But I, I hate carded figures because I'm always scared that one little bump is gonna just completely dent the whole card and somebody's gonna be pissed. <laughs> well, and the, one of the things I heard from a buyer once was, if I buy more stuff from you, please don't wrap it in bubble wrap because what that does is dent the cardboard. And I'm just like, go. Okay, like, yeah, they're saying when when you press it, and again, this is another thing, when you're shipping something, you you don't want it to jiggle around loose, but you don't, my fucking discount comic book service ships my shit and stuff that is so packed tight, it crushes boxes, and, you know, like, I get it with your comics, you don't want your comics to move one fucking millimeter but when you're shipping boxed and carded toys and making it so tight that it's fucking bulbousing that's also not something you want to do that's not even that's not even a fine line either like you have to try to compact bubble wrap that hard where it's damaging wind and stuff like that and i just don't get it like i got i got shit right here like that i got today that was that way so but uh, cliff we haven't heard from you what we know you're not a prolific seller by any means but i'm not a seller at all i've never sold anything just get the hell out get out (laughs) never once no wow See, that's amazing. So how do you, now you've talked about tons of shit just gets bought, looked at, opened, put into a box and then stored. But so, I mean, you've been collecting for years. I mean, you've been listening to our show since I can remember. I mean, fucking, so what do you do with all that? You just pack all that stuff away. You you haven't sold any of it. Why are you even here? (laughs) well right now it gets it gets packed it gets cataloged and packed away because i don't have anywhere to display it okay but you've saw pictures my old place everything Mm -hmm. every square inch of that place was shelving and display okay 
So, I mean, there are uh, eventually there's going to be stuff I, I sell. Like, I, I know eventually I'm going to get rid of those Cartoon Network Thundercats, those four inch figures mm. eventually. Keep in mind also, <laughs> as long as I've been collecting, I have uh, a niece and two or two nieces and a nephew. And I also have friends well, who have kids. I say. You're, you're also one of the most generous people I know as well. Yes. Like, so the, like, the kids around, my friends' kids, my, my nieces, my nephews, they all get shit when I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm like, here, Gavin, here, here's, a, here's an action figure. He's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. So, you're, you're, you're like, you're like I don't, I'm done playing with this. Here, you play with it now. <laughs> yeah, or I don't have room. This doesn't go with my display. So here you go. Because I've never collected for value. I collect out of nostalgia and what just looks cool. So I've never bought anything with the intention of holding it to sell it. See, and that's so, I, I can't make that violence. claim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sorry, uh, Lotus Rock Swage. Are you guys all eBay then? No, no Facebook Market, no Instagram. Uh, Lotus, why don't you go first? Um, I mean, if I ever, if if I ever do. Yeah, I mean, eBay would be the only outlet at this point. I just feel eBay, with the global shipping program, it reaches it reaches the world. Um, you do get people from China that have the third-party shipping services, so they have a U.S. address, so that can get a little bit sticky. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, eBay would be it. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of the whole Facebook Marketplace thing or uh, Craigslist or any of that other stuff. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, I had somebody post something just because we we live only a few blocks from a police station and a fire station for that matter, uh, so we have this benefit of this. Um, but yeah, somebody suggested a really good thing for selling in person is always meet them in the parking lot of a police station. Yeah. I don't think you really have to do that though. I mean, unless you're, no, unless no. you're, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> but I don't think it, that it's just one of those things. Again, for me, it's three blocks difference. If you had to drive two miles to get to your police station, maybe that's not a great idea, but do you remember when target was giving away uh, the humongous porg one per target store? Mm-hmm. Uh, I found a lady selling one for a hundred dollars, and I asked where she wanted to meet. She wanted to meet at the mall, but the mall had a police substation. I bought it from her for a hundred dollars. I literally flipped it in a couple hours for three hundred and fifty dollars in one of the Star Wars groups. I was going to say those porks were insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Tall. I don't know yeah. what they go for now, but that thing, it, I, I, I see felted it. I see felted it in my car. It was so big, and it was massive. <laughs> But yeah, I've done that before. I'm at the police station. <laughs> but it is weird when you're at a 7-Eleven doing a toy deal and people think it's a drug deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've had it happen numerous times where I bought like a Darth Vader case of, of loose figures for like 100 bucks, And people start giving you that look like, what's going on over there? You know, two cars pull up. Hey, are you so-and-so? Yeah. I flip the cash, buy it, and take off. Yeah, I, I have that same experience when I was uh, when I was selling my Hot Toys figures. Um, now, back in the day, like eBay wasn't as sophisticated, so you know you could basically 
have someone that was interested and you could send your phone number, you know, you can message them and do an outside deal kind of a thing, you know, um, now you, you know, it's pretty much locked down, so you can't do any of that anymore. But yeah, there, there was times that, you know, through eBay, I would, uh, I'd meet someone. Um, and then, uh, you know, sometimes it was late at night, you know, because, because the, you know, just from whatever, you know, my schedule or their schedule, and, uh, yeah, I'd meet someone at like a McDonald's, you know, at 11 o'clock at night, you know, open up the trunk and have hot toys figures in there. I still have my gloves, guys. I swear to God, I had a box of gloves with me because my whole deal was I'm not, I'm not touching these and, you know, so I, yeah, I'd put on the gloves and, you know, take out the figure and imagine uh, meeting a stranger in a parking lot and they wear gloves. Yep. It, it yep. takes all the fun out of it. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've had those, uh, experiences as well. So, and, uh, rock are when you, I know you buy a lot of things off of different marketplaces and shit, but when you sell, is it almost entirely eBay? It, it depends. It's mostly, I'd say 75% eBay, maybe 20% or 15% Facebook and 10% like uh, let go offer up. Like right now I have a bunch of things on let go and offer up that I don't feel like shipping. I'm selling all my six foot animatronic Halloween props and mm. to ship them priority mail, there could be $150. And I don't know if it's going to go to California or New Jersey. So yeah. I'll sell them a little bit cheaper. I'll sell them. People come to my house. I have no problem. Like I sold a, a six foot Jason this weekend because you know, it's selling the house and all. We're trying to like, I'm trying to downsize some of my shit that I'm not, you know, displaying anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Facebook works. I haven't, I've not been burned on Facebook with selling and I've gotten a lot of good deals on Facebook. Offer up, I feel like you get the dregs of society that just like, it's mm. instant low ball. I mean, I, I do find some good deals on there, but I find people will renege on the deal if somebody offers more money. It's kind of hit and miss, but. Yeah, eBay is uh, is pretty much the way to go for me. I mean, I don't think we've really discussed it, but, you know, PayPal having their, you know, the funds for up to six months, you know, kind of sucks, you know, when you're selling. And that's another reason why I took all these figures to the comic shop is I just didn't want the hassle of, you know, the time it was going to take me to sell all those figures and, you know, locking up that money for six months, you know, do you guys, do you guys, and I, I know, you know, we laugh about the free money, this and that, but do you guys ever feel weird about transferring that money out of the PayPal account or do you leave it in there? Or, I mean, you know, because I just want to know who took your money for six months. I've never heard of that. It's 180 days that someone can, someone can do a right. charge, charge, back, charge claim. back. Yeah. yeah. Cause I remember hell, I, that came out when I was on TFYLP fucking 80 years ago. Um, but they don't actually hold your funds. No, they don't hold it. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, if someone wants to be a jerk, they can open up a case, you know? Yeah, they can. But after, I mean, hell, of course, I, I rarely ever get cases. But um, the six-month thing is generally like uh, that's really only going to apply to certain things. And it's... I think it was put more in place for long shipping times for international stuff because when they first rolled that out, they didn't have global shipping yet. So a three-month wait on a product overseas was kind of typical. No. So I think it's more for stuff like that. Now, technically, yeah, they, they could open a case, but at the same time, if you're listing correctly, 
And so like for me, you know, like I, I don't accept returns just flat out. I don't give a shit. I will not accept a return of any kind unless it's my fault, but I don't tell them that I just put no returns because obviously if I screw up, I'm not going to just, you know, leave somebody twiddling their thumb up their ass with the wrong toy. Um, but you know, most of what I sell is, is sealed now. So once they open it, they can't return it anyway. So there's no point in even offering it. Um, and this doesn't, so this doesn't, uh, the six month thing doesn't really apply to stuff like this because it's not a working product that would like have a, a lifespan per se. You know, it's not like a vacuum or an air compressor. I know, but we're, we're all, we're all just talking to these customer service reps, you know, and with eBay and PayPal split apart now, you don't have that, you know, that extra benefit when eBay and PayPal were one company, you had a little bit of a benefit there that if someone left you positive feedback, you'd be okay, you know, on the PayPal side, you know, now if someone leaves you positive feedback, technically, if they want to, they can, they can still open up a case on the PayPal side, but they will still use that against the buyer. I actually ran into that because the guy tried to open a case after he canceled an order and then I blocked him, and then he used another account, and I had to block that because he was first. It was, like, I don't know if it was a kid or something, but it was this little mix-up shit. But I just kept blocking every account, and he tried to leave me like a negative feedback and open some sort of case. And first thing I did, I messaged him, uh, and I just said, "Here's this and this. It's the same person, and he left positive feedback for something that he he asked me to cancel." And they were like, oh, yeah, I mean, if you left positive feedback, then you can't say anything bad about it. And they just they immediately closed everything. So, I mean, now that's not always typical, but they still do some things in favor of the buyer. But it's almost like it's weird because this is one of the things I hate about eBay is it's almost like you have to trick your buyer or hope they fuck up so that you know you're OK. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if they accidentally leave feedback before you even ship that can technically fuck a buyer. Like if you try to open a case later, eBay will be like, well, you said everything was cool. So I'm not taking 10 minutes to fix it for you because then, then everybody's pissed off, you know, whereas if they wait and then a week after they buy it, then they want to say something, then it's almost automatically against the seller. So it's a weird spot. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. Um, when you, when you sell something and you ship the item, do you leave feedback right away for the buyer or do you wait for them to leave you feedback? You know, I used to do it like right after I got paid. Um, but feedback I found the past two years is very rare that I receive it. Yeah. And what I think is really funny is the, the stuff that I sell for the, really good pricing because uh, I, I basically operate one of two ways. I either have the cheapest you can find anywhere or no one in the world has it. And I want as much money as possible. And I have no shame in that, which is why I don't get along <laughs> with Facebook groups. I mean, and I'm not kidding. Like I can offer, I mean, just this past year I was offering a, a certain toy for less than $350 on TFW on Instagram in Facebook and everyone got pissed off. I sold three of them for five hundred fucking dollars on eBay, and using the promotions, I barely lost ten percent of the listing. So I still made an extra hundred dollars 
by not making other people happy. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I operate with that shit. <laughs> because I'm like, if I have something no one else can offer, I'm not I'm not trying to make friends with people. Like I'm trying to pay my bills and I'm trying to buy more shit. And that's I don't understand like why people get so pissed off about that because you know it's not like I bought an entire company and then raise the price of all their products overnight. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between getting lucky and actually clearing out someone's inventory and scalping the fuck out of it. So I always have to walk the line. And the funny thing is though, what I was getting at is that on the expensive shit that I'm thinking, Oh my God, they're never going to give you feedback because they had to pay so much money. They give me feedback every damn time. But the people that got a, a $50 toy for 35, they won't say a damn thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Feedback's weird. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Uh, Brink Brink just chimed in and says that he uh, he leaves feedback. Um, you know, after he opens, you know, the toy arrives and it open. He opens. That's it. That's because so, Brink is the shit, and Brink well, knows how shit works. <laughs> no, I think, but I I think that's a it's a very honest and and good way to do it. I I do agree that feedback is 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 not as prevalent as it used to be back in the day. Um, so I don't know what changed if people just don't care about it or because no, it doesn't something... change anything. And I know right. a lot of sellers, they don't leave it because you can't leave anything negative. You yeah. could have the worst buyer in the world. And if you say one little thing, it's like they wipe it out anyway. Yeah. And, but then, you know, most sellers are like, well, if you're not going to give me feedback, I'm not going to give you feedback. So that's, for me, that's a good point. Why is it if a buyer does not pay, you cannot leave them negative feedback? Yeah, well, and those strikes don't do shit either because you report them. You don't know if they actually got a strike for it. You don't know if they get banned. You don't know anything. You just sit there with your listing fee that you have to wait for a refund for. <laughs> well, I mean, so let, let's do that. So we can get back to the uh, we can get back to the uh, uh, eBay once they eliminated the sellers being able to leave negative feedback because it, it used to be that it would just be like this like this showdown right like you wouldn't leave them feedback before they left you feedback because what if they left you negative feedback and you would then not be able you know it's one of those things but i mean so everybody complains about how you know it's common knowledge call it evil bay and that kind of stuff but um let's let's just do a quick questionnaire across the board lotus percentage of of um, cases compared to what you've sold on eBay. Is that 1%? Is it 0.05%? What, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I would say in the, probably in the one percentile, but I've, you know, I've sold, I've sold a lot, you know? Yeah, no. And that's, that's exactly what I want to know. Cliff, you don't get to answer. Rock. No, I'm, I'm spending <laughs> I, before, I'm just, I'm spending an average of, I'm probably spending an average of 15 to 20 minutes to set up an auction. Like I'm taking very Yo, high no. quality, high quality photos against a nice backdrop, you know, with good lighting. Like I'm really putting a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Compared to somebody taking a cell phone pick and saying shipping is priority as the description. <laughs> I, I sold some Bionic six, um, Bionic six figures and um, I I clearly had pictures of the cards being all warped, water damaged. Um, one of the cards had staples in it. 
Um, I listed it in the listing that they were, the cards were all damaged. Figures were sealed, but cards were all damaged and eBay still sided with the buyer, um, that he, they complained that the cards didn't look the way they did in the picture and they were worse than the picture or whatever. And when I asked for pictures, fucking party figures, when I, (laughs) when I asked for pictures, from the buyer to tell show me what what he means the buyer wouldn't you know wouldn't send me any any of the, that information yeah of course so in in summary I, I ended up having to give him money back in order to prevent negative feedback all right let me ask you this how much were those items each that whole set i think was 400 bucks was the Bionic Six diecast figures from nineteen eighty four, eighty six? I've noticed when I most of the time when I hear people talk about issues like this, it's always with cheap stuff. And like, no, and I was just are, curious because, like I said, you, like you a lot of know, times, you guys remember the Bionic Six, right? Those diecast figures. Yeah, from Blue. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you guys don't remember. Like, Rock and I don't. No. Really? You never watched the Bionic Six cartoon? Here, let's uh, let's see if we can get. Are you something. sure you've never seen it? With the it had the <laughs> the that big ape. Um, they they were they were half they were half uh, machine and. This sounds oh, like an okay. Adam Sandler movie. Yes, they they do look familiar now that I'm I'm looking them up here. Let me. Uh, let me share the screen here, and then yeah. for a second, it won't have anything. But give me yeah, a second. Real, real colorful, you know, blues and yellows, and you know, stuff like that. But they all had like a translucent, like they were the figures were all diecast, and um, they had like a translucent arm. Whatever part was bionic was like translucent. What's translucent? <sighs> so, uh, oh, Rocky. Spoke. What? Oh, sorry, Slick. I said LJN. I misspoke. I was probably thinking Defenders of the Earth when I said Galoob. <laughs> That's all. Hey, Galoob, <laughs> Galoob found it. <laughs> um, okay, Rock. So you're, you're prolific on eBay. How many cases, a percentage, do you think? I mean, in the last, uh, like this year alone, I have like 350 feedback. But I probably have 500 transactions. Um, I had one case open, but it didn't even, actually didn't even go to a case. I mean, I had a vintage Star Wars figure, Return of the Jedi, that the bubble was like super dark yellow. And it was just itching to crack. And I shipped it, no matter how well I shipped it. And the figure went through the bubble. You know, the guy wasn't that bad with it. I think I gave him back $20 out of 100 because he still could display. Like the head popped through it. The guy didn't really beat me up too bad, but um, that was the only real issue I had. But it wasn't really it wasn't really a big deal to me. I figured, you know, it's price of doing business. But uh, getting back to the feedback thing, I do not leave a buyer positive feedback until they leave me feedback. I refuse to. That's just the way I am. I just refuse to do it. Interesting. Unless they have, I have, I have one. I should adjust that. I have a rule. Unless they have less than ten feedback. I'll give them feedback first, just so they it paid instantly, just where they can build up their feedback. Yeah, I, I I tend to leave 
lower feedback people feedback, you know, when they buy something right away. Again, like you say, there's nothing you can do, even if they're going to leave you negative feedback. Uh, you know, the feedback for the buyer is, you know, like, oh, yeah, paid quickly. That's all that really matters. You know, do you guys, do you guys still uh, sell to people who have uh, a brand new eBay account, you know, with like a oh. one or a zero? All the oh, time. yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the best ones because they don't they don't <laughs> talk to you. They don't ask questions. They just buy that shit and they're gone. You never see them again. They're the best ones. <laughs> Yeah, I tend. Yeah, uh, he, you know, you make a great point, Sway. Those are the people that will buy it now when you have a best offer, and they don't even try to send you an offer. They just yeah, click buy it now. It's the best thing yeah. ever. I always I always feel weird about. It. I just you know because like you said, they do they they click buy it now or, or whatever, and then they they pay, and you're like, okay, what's the scam? What's the scam here? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because they get they get a weird rep, but I think it's because. Uh, in auctions, I would find them problematic, but I don't yeah. do auctions. I've done two auctions in 10 years on eBay. Yeah, because I don't do auctions. 99% of bullshit is usually because of an auction. I would never yeah. take a bid from someone. Now, if they want to buy my shit, oh, hell yeah. I don't care. You, anybody that wants to pay me for my stuff, that's cool. <laughs> um, and actually, I wanted to jump in on the, the leaving the feedback part before we get lost on that one. Personally, it depends on my item, if I leave it first or like Typically what I do is when I ship out, because I usually ship really fast, I'll send them a message with a picture of the receipt and say, hey, USPS has this. Just wait for the, the website to load. Uh, but, yeah, you're taken care of. I got it shipped in 45 minutes or whatever the hell. Um, you know, I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you need anything else. And if they send me a message back, it's, usually, you know, which this may be 50-50, I'll leave them, and I'll leave them feedback then because – I know that they're probably going to leave feedback or they're not going to be a dickhead. So yeah. like, I know if they're like, Oh wow. Thanks. Or wow. That was really fast or anything even remotely human. I'm like, cool. This dude's, this dude's all right. I'll give him some feedback. But well, if it's something like, it. if it's something like $20 and you know, they don't say anything back when I send them the original message, I'll wait till they get it. And then if they don't give me feedback, then I'm like, all right, you know, you don't get, you don't get my three seconds of effort. <laughs> uh, hold on, Cliff. One second. Rock, what's yeah. your feedback percentage? 100%, 100% positive. Nice. I have one, I have one neutral on my account and that's because of my wife. She has. <laughs> wait to hear what happened because I, 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 I don't want to use a derogatory term, but I mean, I'm a gypsy when it comes to certain things. I don't like throwing things out and not getting money. My wife has designer eyeglasses, their coach, like the people that make the handbags. They're $300 frames. So I, she, she got a new prescription. Her eyes get worse every two years or whatever. She had two pairs of these frames she was going to throw out. I said, wait, don't throw it out. I'll put it on eBay. I'll get you some money for it. I put it on eBay. I get 30 bucks for two, two really nice frames. I ship them to somebody in Brooklyn. And the person leaves me negative feedback. It says, listed as adult size frames. These couldn't, wouldn't fit a kid. I was like, fuck you. My wife's been wearing these the last two years. And I was like, for $30 fucking frames, I get a, a neutral feedback. Cocksucker. Because it probably went to some hipster in Brooklyn. And I wrote, like, maybe you can pop out the lenses. Because I didn't have my wife's prescription. 
I just I don't wear glasses. I just figure you pop out the lens, you bring it to your eye doctor, they slap some new lenses in, and you got these designer <laughs> eyeglasses on the cheap. That's yeah. like I'm trying to make my wife some money. <laughs> but uh, check out my uh, my eBay user ID is Rock DM. It's one hundred percent positive feedback. <laughs> I have some straight arm GI Joes on there right now. Uh, really nice, lowest price on eBay. I have a hey. straight arm for two ninety nine, and I have a short fuse for one ninety nine. You cannot beat these prices because my prices are insane. Rocks worse than me. You guys remember Crazy Eddie? No, we don't have a Crazy Eddie. And, and... A short story, Crazy Eddie was this Jewish guy in New York City. He used to have these crazy ads, and he'd be like, my prices are insane. And what happened was he became, uh, he opened up these electronics franchises all over the five boroughs, New Jersey. And then he went public. He got all this money for his stock. He loaded up his warehouse with all his equipment, then went bankrupt. Sold everything but cash out the back door and then fled to Israel. <laughs> wow. So if you Google Crazy Eddie, it'll tell you the whole like stock fraud and growing <laughs> up in, in New York City was pretty everybody knows Crazy Eddie. If that isn't the fucking American dream now it is shit. You know, we're selling we're talking about selling. He was selling. Cash, cash, cash. All right, Cliff. Insane. <laughs> Cliff, you you wouldn't have had a case lodged against you, but I I assume you're a prolific eBay buyer, right? Because yes. you start watching a vintage show, and then next thing I see, you have the entire vintage carded collection that you then open and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, how many times have you had to open cases against think- sellers? I think twice. Wow. Most most of my issues have been something comes broken or like the bubble shattered. Like I get something mint on card and it shows up with the mm-hmm. bubble shatter. Most of the times I just reach out to the guy. I'm like, hey, this came broken. Um, and then we usually just work it out. Like I got a kiss figure once, uh, Gene Simmons, and he came with his arms literally off, just rattling around in the card. Was and it the, the reaction figure? No, it was the like the first McFarlane series where each figure oh. came with the, with the letter K with yep. the letter of Kiss. Um, so the guy's like, I, I'll get, I'll just refund you, but I don't want it if it's broken. Just keep it. Um, nice. So I ended up just opening it and just gluing the arms in, so it looked like he was playing the bass. But um, the only two cases I ever had to open were things I bought, buy it now that just never showed up and never, no communication. So I just hmm. opened cases and I got refunds. Yeah. And I, I got to say, uh, uh, as far as I can remember, I, I've opened I've opened a good share of cases, but most of them have been uh, China sellers, which, you know, you never know if it got lost in the mail or if they were just, you know, like uh, somebody mentioned they left a case again. Oh, it was Brian. It was Brinkweiser that said uh, he had to leave a case against somebody. But when you went to their feedback, all of it was negative for the last month. It was like fraud seller, wrong item, never received item. Yeah, they just cashed out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Lotus. So that's I've I've made a practice of of like gauging like, okay, this guy looks like he's going to cash out. And and 
luckily because eBay fucking protects all those purchases. Again, I think it's kind of like the shoplifting thing where me making a poor decision ordering from some guy that's going to cash out in China affects all of us, right? Like we're all paying higher rates and fees and stuff like that because I choose to do that. I'm like, fuck it. If I don't get it, I get my money back. So of course I'm going to order the $16 Legends figure instead of the $30 one from the reputable seller. Yeah, but it, it wasn't always like that. Remember, before the buyer oh, yeah, protection. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. You know, but when buyer protection went into place, that's when everyone just started saying, hey, well, I'm protected. Who cares, you know? Well, and I love that they still think they can get away. You see so many fucking things where... I ordered a figure and I got, uh, you know, a cell phone case, you know, so they have the tracking to say you got a package, you know, and then they make you have to jump through the hoops to prove, yeah, I got a package, but it was fucking a cell phone case instead of a knockoff masterpiece figure or whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. On, On that end, I've seen ones on the high end Star Wars figures. Where people have bought three, four, five thousand dollar figures, and like they're graded figures or whatever it is, they get it. Then they open up a claim saying item is damaged. eBay tells them send it back. They send back just a whatever fucking yeah. figure, oh, and then yeah. they just good luck getting these people. I've seen it so many times in the hot when I was trying to get the last few mint on card figures. I saw so many people in the groups talking about these stories where they just got blatantly robbed. So, yeah, there's uh, there's also some scams going on in the statue community uh, right now. So Prime One Studios, obviously, you know, is, is well known. They're a producer of high end statues in Japan. Usually all their statues are a thousand dollars plus. So what the new what a scam is now is people are selling uh, their damaged uh, damaged statues and they're basically opening up a claim with prime one prime one replaces the parts that are damaged. And the reason why the seller has a damaged statue is because it did arrive damaged, but they already replaced the parts and they, they sent pictures back saying that, you know, they've destroyed the, the parts, you know, kind of thing. You guys understand what I'm saying? Like they basically did a Photoshop and, you know, so now they take these parts, they sell them to the next person, next person open up the claim with Prime 1, and then they, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, basically get replacement parts for Prime 1, when in reality, it's just a constant loop of, you know, replacement parts, you know, and it's a, it's just a shame because, like, you just don't realize that this all costs, in it costs us as hobbyists extra money because, that prime one is losing money on constantly replacing these parts. And, you know, it's when we, if you're a consumer and you take advantage of those companies, eventually the prices are going to go up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they Walmart forever is fucking had things like fucking how much shoplifting costs people that don't do it and that kind of shit. Um, so we, we've kind of, uh, uh, targeted in on eBay just because that's what a lot of us tend to do. Um, but experience with other marketplaces. So Shane, Shane mentioned Macari. Yeah, Macari um, yeah. So I've never done Macari, but I have a friend who did Macari 
And um, the idea with Macari is you do, you pay a 10% fee. Um, the, when the person receives it, so you don't get paid until they leave feedback. So you ship the item, you, the money gets held in your Macari account. And then the per, the buyer is supposed to leave feedback as soon as they get it. And Macari will kind of send them, you know, multiple emails saying, Hey, you need to leave feedback, blah, blah. Um, and then Macari releases the money. The problem with Macari is also it's not cash. It's um, kind of like it's credit in your Macari account. And then if you want to export the money, you have to pay a fee to export it. There's no free, there's no free transfer out of Macari. Um, so they really want you to keep on spending the money in Macari marketplace. Um, so yeah, it's a, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's a good way of doing things for the seller side. Um, Etsy is another place where a lot of people are selling now. Um, so I haven't tried Etsy, but that's another, another place to, to sell. Anybody done any of the social marketplaces? I mean, we talked a little bit about Facebook and buying from there. Anybody sold on Facebook marketplace? Yeah, I've had I've had no problem with it. Okay. And what are you selling? High end? I mean, we are you doing local? But Rock, are you doing actual local pickups, or are you doing? I do. I no, I do local. I do two different kinds of Facebook. I do local shipping. I do. I mean, excuse me. I do local pickup, and I'm also not like a bunch of groups by me, like Suffolk County buy and sell, Shirley in the community, you know, buy and sell, the Riches area yard sale, and I post things like that. Like I sold. um, I stopped playing. I used to play guitar, and I had a car accident. I had two carpal tunnel surgeries. I had a bunch of guitar shit in my basement. I completely forgot about. I sold a guitar case recently, and you know, I had people come to the house, even with COVID and all that. You know, me and the guys did a fist bump. You know, fifty bucks. Here's your guitar case. You know, and and left, and everything was fine. Um, I mean, I, I try to sell bulkier shit on there that I don't want to ship on eBay. That's kind of my rule. And I'll sell it a little bit cheaper just to get rid of it because I know it's a bigger item. It's local. But, um, you know, sometimes comic book lots like that I just aren't going to make any money on eBay. Um, not a ton of stuff. Just, just like I said, more bigger items. What about you, Swage? Uh, hey, before before Swage st- starts, oh. I just want to say, <laughs> Jason, if you're looking to uh, transport yourself to another area, you need to move <laughs> a little bit to the right to get into the transporter beam. <laughs> does anybody see that it looks like a train yeah the three the, the one the middle line is like a little higher it looks like the transporter from star trek <laughs> that what what's awful is that's the sun hitting all of my very expensive collectibles oh, okay so yeah for, and, for and hours maybe, maybe you should yeah maybe you should not do that and sun fading them at the same time get some shades you gotta get like they're burning you gotta get blackout curtains like that well i do have them and they're just open because there's no light here but yeah the sun is hitting my mp megatron my mp44 optimus prime uh g1 trypticon it's either that or he's in a jj abrams film (laughs) i I learned the hard way. I had a Cobra Commander vintage carded farm figure. And one day I looked at it. I'm like, what's going on with this? Completely sun faded it. All right. Uh, sorry like, about that, Swage. Yeah. Uh, Swage is next. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Pardon me. Pardon me. 
I don't even remember the question now. What the fuck? Neither do what I, but you're next. Selling, <laughs> selling on uh, Facebook Marketplace, selling on some kind of local. Uh, we've got Next Door here is very popular in my neighborhood. Uh, Rock, you talked about Offer Up and Let Go, right? It's a place for garbage people, really. They want to lowball you, but it occasionally you sell something, and occasionally I find something, but more than not, it's garbage people on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> to reiterate his stance on that. <laughs> uh, garbage so people. <laughs> garbage. It's Osprey. Uh, uh, so basically the way i've always done it is any platform that i can make money on i'll try or i'll at least look into um so like tomorrow i'm actually driving for a, a facebook marketplace sale um but i don't use it very often because i I'm, I'm very picky about the platforms because as much as i hate ebay and paypal and the potential bullshit i can go through there the money is always good. Um, so Facebook works every once in a while, but I can list 30 things. And unless it's dirt ass cheap, I don't usually get much interest. Uh, even uh, I used to always make crazy sales on TFW. Like I actually have just as much feedback on TFW as I do on eBay, but that's really slow. Uh, as far as other platforms though, I don't like the fee structure versus waiting for your money at all. I think once I once I've put that up and someone commits to paying me, if they made that payment, I want that fucking money right now until you show that I didn't do my job. So that's why, you know, like Mercari or any of these other ones where they hold your money until the buyer does something. No, I've got ten years of experience with online buyers. <laughs> and you know what I mean? That's another, you know, even if they say, Oh, well, after seventy two hours you automatically get your money if they don't say anything, I don't care. They got their shit. They got their shit fast. I don't want to have to wait because they're like, fuck it. I got it. I don't need to do anything else, you know, because that's how most buyers are. You know, you don't buy from Amazon and then say, well, I better go make sure this is taken care of. And I gave this guy a rating and then I double check this rate. You know, yeah. like that's, you know, that to me, it's just more steps. And that's not what buying is about. Buying is about doing as little as possible to get what you want. And that's great. And as a seller, I, I respect that, but I don't want added steps to get my money. Like that's just how I am. So I'll never mess with them until they either lower the fees. Now, if it was 5% and they held it for an extra three days after delivery, I, then we might be able to talk, but without having any sort of reach comparable to eBay, who doesn't hold my money. No, that's, it's not, it's a non-starter for me. I'll never touch anything. Um, I've tried Craigslist before. It's, eh, I mean, if I ever get replies, it's usually they thought I was selling something else or it's, you know, they just ask some kind of stupid ass question that doesn't make any sense. So I never answer them. Uh, but I mean, over 10 years, yeah, I've made a couple sales there, but generally it's almost all eBay, but not by choice. You know, I try Facebook, I've tried groups, uh, you know, I still do TFW every once in a while, but it's generally if I don't think I can get the money I want on eBay or if it's not practical, you know, like rock was saying, if it's giant and if somebody in California is going to eat $35 in shipping money out of my, out of my pocket, I'll try it on Facebook. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll accommodate the pricing for that because to me, you know, maybe I can get one fifty on eBay. I'll put it for like a hundred locally because I'm like, 
you know, not only minus the fees and everything, but it's more convenient to just have a hundred bucks in my hand instead of, you know, 125 online. And then I got to keep track of it. And I got to keep, you know, put it in QuickBooks or whatever the hell, keep track of all my online sales was cash. It's just cash in my pocket. I know exactly where it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cash moves everything around me. <laughs> Cream dollar dollar bill. Y'all. All right, Rock's got to get out of here. He hung out for a half an hour later than he could have. So thank you, brother. We appreciate that. No problem. I could talk selling all night, but uh, I told my wife, uh, you know, we had, you know, plans for tonight. So well, uh, until I wouldn't be on. Boo tomorrow. rocks. I'll wife. see you guys next week. Boo. <laughs> yeah. As this is supposed to be a neutral feedback. Hey, what, whenever your car breaks, do you say it's her fault then too? Like, is she the one that no, gave the car a flat tire? Or... <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a new Mercedes. It doesn't break down. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my oh, bad. Uh, yeah. Break, That's what all their wrestlers bought me is a new car. <laughs> that, that thing goes to the dealership every 10,000 miles for its service for its $600 oil change. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why it doesn't break down. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, the oil change is 300. 600 is the uh, every other service where they do the uh, oil change, the wipers, the brake <laughs> fluid, and the filters. That's 600. Why Jeez, the fuck are they changing suck. the brake fluid every 10,000 miles? <laughs> no, every 20,000. That's like a twice twice in the lifetime of a car service. What the hell? <laughs> Come on, Rock. Get it together. <laughs> uh, they got me by the short hairs. I want to keep it a certified pre-owned. But, uh, yeah, all right, guys, I'll talk, you, I'll talk to you guys next time. That is, brother. Peace. <laughs> All right, Swage. I, 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 <laughs> Lamborghini. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> well, I think you. I think you have to keep uh, in order to keep it qualified as a certified pre-owned. You got to yeah. adhere to their standards, so that oh, way when you there's... trade it in, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um all right so uh lotus how about your experience have you done anything anything social instagram facebook groups message boards anything like that no like i said i mean back in the day i would do craigslist and this is you know when craigslist was semi-normal you know and not too crazy but I, i would do craigslist to sell my hot toys um, I would do, you know, eBay and, you know, like I said, you know, meet up locally kind of thing. Um, but no, I, I really haven't done anything else. I don't, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't do anything on Facebook or any of that stuff. Um, so no, pretty, pretty basic. Uh, Cliff, you do any buying on those, on those, uh, platforms instagram i mean I, you're on instagram a lot you follow people you buy stuff on there from or anything uh no i've never bought anything off instagram i do buy some stuff off etsy um from like customizers uh from england that do like vintage reproduction of uh star wars figures mm. oh yeah we talked about those right yeah stan solo yeah um, so I guess I'm, I'm kind of the OG with this as much as, uh, I don't actually do it, but, uh, people have obviously seen, I've, I've posted a lot of my stuff on Facebook. Um, I'm, I'm in 
a massive amount of groups because I get invited to groups and I'm just like, okay, I'll join the group. And then depending on how the posts go, I turn my notifications off to like none, unless it's a friend or only the best posts, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I stay in those groups. So when I post stuff for sale, I've, I've posted stuff to a, uh, a, photo album on my personal site that I make public. And then basically what I do is I have a photo album for each individual brand, because that's the whole thing. A lot of Facebook groups, if you're posting and masters of the universe, they don't want you posting star Wars shit or GI Joe shit, even though it might be a good cross sell. You're only supposed to post stuff that is specific to that group. So that's why if you look at my photo albums, uh, you'll see my full cell thread. Then you'll see Transformers, Masters, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, and then miscellaneous kind of shit. Um, and that, that really, so long as what you're selling is in demand. I mean, that's the big thing is eBay like you were saying, Lotus, eBay, those those generations figures, chugs, uh, will go for that higher dollar amount because that's where a lot of people are looking for those. Transformer groups, no one's collecting chugs anymore. You know, they're collecting legends or masterpiece or third party or a combination of all three, that kind of thing. And uh, so my chugs weren't doing anything there. Um, but legends figures, or when I was selling off, uh, uh, some of my, uh, vintage shit or some of my club shit that would move on there. Same thing, GI Joe, um, you know, anything kind of next to modern or anything wasn't really doing well, but anything vintage or, you know, in that sweet spot, 25th anniversary or club stuff. You know, again, a lot of the stuff that I have to sell are things that I bought hedging my bet on if I buy this to get me free shipping or to reduce my shipping on the one I want to keep, I'll be able to sell this down the road. And so that's worked out really well with club stuff now that the clubs don't exist and, uh, you know, certain exclusives and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where Facebook has been amazing. Like, I so sold these Galios-based uh, Knights of the Slice figures that I had had on my toy table for three years. I'd had on eBay for three years, and they never sold. I put it in this, like, specific group that's meant for them, and boom, one day, sold, sold them all out doubled my money on everything you know it was like it was crazy and i just hadn't ever been involved in that group and that was that's what was kind of interesting to me because i had few people messaging me trying to vet me to see like why do you have 13 of these figures and that kind of stuff but yeah every everyone acts offended that you're going to sell stuff in groups. That's why I can't fucking stand them. But the same people will find anything they can for cheap and then sell it right back out. Well, yeah. And that's, and that's what was interesting. So while I was, while I was trying to like prove myself, like why I had so many of these figures 
Meanwhile, people that didn't give a fuck were just like, I'll take five. And okay, here yeah. you go, five. And by that time I got to that guy answering him why I had so many, I was sold out. And I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm sold out. He's like, oh, well, I would have bought a bunch. And I'm like, well, you know, you had to you had to prove that I wasn't trying to rip you off and good on them for doing their due diligence. But that's another thing too, is don't hesitate to jump on a deal. You never know where people are coming from. Don't always think the worst of everybody. Uh, yeah, I guess. (laughs) So I want to do the flip side of that. Um, so, so my, my latest hobby was statue collecting, right? So I was in all the statue groups. So I was very well versed on exactly what prices were going for. I was in the buy sell groups as long, you know, even in the the collecting groups. So I was in both, you know, both sides of the groups. And I would recognize people, you know, recognize them selling stuff. Um and then I would see, you know, one person who I thought was a good person say that he got something, uh, you know, basically got scammed essentially. So I, I think you have to kind of, I think you still have to be careful with the group. So now the statue group is statue groups are littered with scams, unfortunately. And the admins do try to, they try to do the best they can, but people are real scammy in this world today. You know, you could put a nice profile, put up your family pictures, blah, blah, blah but you really don't know what that person is going through. You know, um, maybe they have a, a, a horrible thing that's happened in their life and they need money and, and statues are an easy way to get a couple, couple grand real easy, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's that person that went, that was questioning you. They, they didn't know you. They saw you probably just popped in the group. That person could have been in that group for a while and was just kind of questioning it. And, you know, I, I don't want to put the message out there that you should just jump all over a too good to be true deal or a deal that is that just pops up. I think people do need to be cautious in this day and age, you know. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm just looking at it from the flip side of things just because I've seen the the beginning of something of collecting something and having good sales. And then those same people turning into scam, what looks like scam problems, you know? So. No. And I agree. As soon as I was saying that, I was like, Oh no, I, I still vet people that I buy stuff from. Like I go look at their profile on Facebook and you know, are they in groups? Are they, posting about toys you know that kind of stuff so no i that makes sense and and before we get too far i i feel remiss in that fucking brian brink wrote out a very nice email about questions he also has put some questions in the chat so let's uh let's tackle these real quick so first up uh Rock the farting dads. <laughs> his, his pick is so serious. His profile pick is like he's so serious. Like it's not. It's not rock, you know. And he said they'll be talking shit about me. So right. there you go, right. rock. Well, he, he's farting. That's why he looks that, so he's constipated stern. or something. Yeah, yeah. he's deciding he's if he can unplunge or not. <laughs> 
so first, actually, uh, no, right. wait, 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 wait. That was that's uh, Rock's face when he when he saw the neutral from his wife. That that's what that's he was just right in front of her. That's he's it. like thirty dollars. This is what I get for thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me? <laughs> oh shit! Um, wow, my Star Trek disappeared, and now you can like hardly see me. All right, first up. <laughs> uh, has anyone tried selling on Amazon, Walmart, or Target's websites? Uh, so I, I'll be, I'll start here. So okay. I was thinking about doing the Amazon thing, but as I tried messing around with their search engine to see what it would actually, you know, I didn't actually list anything, but I just kind of would would do a search for a certain product or whatever. I don't like their search engine their search engine prioritizes different, like the third party stuff is like way down in the, in the listing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know if that's a prevalent platform. Um, Walmart is totally garbage as a third party seller. That's another horrible search engine and target. Same thing. I mean, I, I just, I judge everything by search engines and, Uh, and, you know, you, you talk about, you know, selling stuff in groups and stuff like, if if I'm someone who doesn't know about the groups or where to find the groups, you know, you have to, you have to search for a group, then you have to join the group. And then you, you know, listen, eBay, you just type whatever you want. It's an excellent search engine. Anything you want in the world, you just type and it's there at your fingertips. It's a decision of either clicking buy it now, sending an offer and it's at your doorstep. So you know, now, they're, to they're, counter they're, that, I will say it's changed recently because if you type in Transformers and then put a space and then say you put Optimus and you'll get your listings that way, you know, when you do the search. But if you put in Transformers and then Optimus without the S, it will look entirely different. It's like it doesn't connect. Hmm. Like it, it, I don't know how to how to describe what I'm saying. No, it, I've it, I've I've typed in. You know what I'm saying? Like it should it should essentially be 98 percent to yeah. what it says for Optimus. But if you don't type it in exact, it, you can get a completely different bunch of stuff. And then later on, like if it's a big list, later on you'll start finding more that it kind of connects to it, but it's not quite the same. And it used to not be like that. It used to just be like a straight up if it included that second word. It's because of it's it's because of eBay wanting to have all of these item specifics. So, like, I'm when I do my auctions, that's another thing is I try to fill out as much of that item specific information as possible. The years, the 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 you know the type, the class of the figure, you know, all of that. I try to fill in as much as I can specifically of what I'm selling, and I really feel that does help. Hit oh, more of their search algorithm. Yeah, that definitely helps. That'll get you filling out as much as you can with that. We'll get you right up there with like sponsored listings. Like yep. you might and be you don't one have to spot pay behind. For yep. You don't have to pay for anything because it's they 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 do keep that very simple. Like yeah. if you put uh, Red Optimus Prime 1986 as your title, you know if there's 500 of them and they say Red Optimus Prime. And that's it. Like yours does boom right up at the top or, you know, I can't just keep giving exact specifics, but right. um, 
yeah, they definitely make it that if you if you list correctly and you give information, they reward you with putting you up at the top unless you know uh, someone changes the sort function on there. Yeah, I agree. I I do it to a certain extent, not literally as much as I possibly can, but to and that's where uh, Rock's plan of sell a similar item because if they've chosen all those things when you copy that listing it'll bring that over with it um uh so uh bring i've looked into the walmart target and amazon programs their fees are just through the roof they're like 20 to 25 percent um now again your amazon's way higher than that from what i saw it was over 30% of your sales. And then you had to pay a monthly fee on top of that. Yeah. And then no, they that's... only allo- then they only allowed you to charge a specific amount for shipping and then maxed out at like $8. So if you had to ship something for 12 or 18, they were only going to give you eight. So then seven. they cost you even more money. Yeah. I was like, nah. And so like, I actually know a couple people that have done that and have been really successful but it's things that they are able to acquire or make for pennies on the dollar and they can sell for 30, 40 bucks a piece. They make crazy ass money. But to me, I'm still like, you're throwing away 20 bucks out of a $40 sale. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you see Omega Supreme on there, the fucking Earthrise one for $300, it, it almost makes sense, you know. They're yeah. paying fucking tons of fees on there. Yeah. And they're probably uh, just barely getting their fucking money back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vintage toys in Amazon are a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're ridiculous. <laughs> and not only that, but if you try to sell you stuff on Amazon, their structure penalizes you because you can't sell a used item on there without basically going against what they require you to do as a seller. You have to have stock. You have to have stock photos. You have to have specific backgrounds. All of these things in order for them just to not bury you five thousand pages later. Yeah. Um, it says uh, eBay has an. Uh, uh, they do have an affiliate program. You cannot. Uh, you can. You can uh, market your own listings, but you can't buy them. Like you can or. What's I? What am I thinking here? Um, yeah, you can never buy your own stuff. You, you cannot. <laughs> well, not buy your own stuff. You can't use your like I can't use the your website toys name in the affiliate. Well, I can't. I can't buy stuff from eBay with my affiliate link. Uh, so I think that's what I. I think you know he's talking about advertising you can of course advertise them and and ebay even for a while was like if you post these social links you won't pay any seller fees and they probably figured out that oh it's real easy to get around that shit you know so um but yeah i can't use i can't use my amazon or ebay affiliate links for anything i buy you know, even with Amazon with being like a half a percent, that would be great, you know, considering how much I buy from Amazon, you know, each year. But yeah, See, I was yeah. reading it more like um, I know they they there's sometimes there's a gray area like you can sell on eBay if you are like an established business and you already have, say, a website 
and I know for a while they were taking down people. So like say openyourtoys.com had a store and you were listing stuff in the store and eBay simultaneously. If you put openyourtoys.com in a picture in the description, or you put a business card in that package and you got reported, they were not allowing that for a long time. Oh, so wow. I'm wondering if that's what they're getting at. And I, I wonder if they've actually kind of given some leeway on that because, you know, they obviously they cater to Hasbro and all these giant companies and they beg for them to, to sell on eBay. So that one, I don't know about. Yeah. And I used to, in in all of my listings, I would say, Hey, I'm a collector myself. I want your item to get to you just the way it leaves me. You know, trust me, I've been doing this podcast about toys for 12 years. And I would always put our link in there and stuff like that and never had any problem for the longest time. Again, the link just leads to the podcast website. There's nothing for sale on there. But yeah, I, I, I'd be cu- I'd be curious to see if you could actually post something. eBay eBay has has a lot of uh, cross scripting, checking, and they they've really locked their website down to the point where you just can't get past any of their validations. At this point, I mean, honestly, guys, I used to embed videos into my listing so they could see the figure live like not live but in a video mm-hmm. and they they shut that down um yeah because they so, want to charge you to let you do that <laughs> well that, that's yeah. the thing you know that, yeah. let's 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 talk about that the stupid 12 picture limit that's garbage guys <laughs> yeah it's garbage. give your buyers as many details as possible <laughs> but if you try to show them anything you're gonna have to pay extra you know, as you're typing in the description, it's like, well, now you're talking. Keep going, man. Now you're talking. Like you six words. That? You know? Yeah, you but, put in six words, and it's like, great. Buyers yeah, love details. Keep going. You're doing great with your description, yeah. but it will lock you down to 12 <laughs> photos. And you can't buy any additional photos. Like, at least back in the day, you used to be able to buy additional photo space, you know, for 10 cents a picture or something. You guys remember that? They don't have those anymore? I thought they yeah, were still... Yeah, I was going to say, you anymore. had to buy a package or something. Like I can't, a... I, you can't buy pictures anymore. No, you can't buy. They're no, like, no. Lotus, you've had too many pictures. No more pictures for you. No, I'm just saying you just you, <laughs> you want to give your buyers as many opportunities to see what you're selling and they're they're restricting you to the stupid 12 pictures now. Um so let's uh so Brian had that was just his comments in the chat. Um, let's see. He also says, uh, in regards to selling, I just have a hard time breaking the seal, so to speak, to start selling my stuff online. Any event, any events, any advice on pulling the trigger to take the plunge and just do it. Let me read the whole thing and we'll go back. Uh, so far I've only sold to my friends online. I know these people and I'm happy to know that I'm helping out fellow collectors. I very much prefer to go to a toy show and sell in person. I feel the transaction is safer. Also, it's fun. I agree. Here is a big question in regards to safe selling. Let's say you have a valuable portion of your collection, 15K. You find a buyer, whether it be online, in person, what's the safest way to get the money without fear of the transaction being reversed on you in the future? Example, buyer gets their credit card company to reverse the charge. Buyer files a claim on PayPal. Um, So there's a couple more questions here. So let's... uh, 
uh, tackle the first one. How how do you get started? You know, like I say, I, I complained about that. I feel like it takes me two or three hours just to even get started down the road. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, if, if you're not trying to get, I'm always trying to get top dollar. It sounds like Lotus. So are you, you're trying to get top dollar on what you can, you know, to post on eBay. All you have to do is take a picture of something and, and write a quick description. Now, yeah, but you, now, now no, before you get no, too far with that, you have hey. to be very careful how you word things and you really have to make sure you pay attention to what you're selecting in the listing because there are a lot of traps and eBay will change your shit in the app or on the desktop without you knowing it, if you don't pay attention. So let's, let's not make it like you just take a picture and it sells, you know? (laughs) No. And I'm not saying it sells, but it's, it's out there, you know, and that kind of thing. And like you say, are you protected from cases? Sounds like all of us have, I mean, I have had like two cases opened up on me in 20 years. So it sounds like we're, we're super low on cases and that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're, we're taking the precautions you need, but you know, beyond that, if you want to start selling, making sure fields are filled out correctly, what else, what else do you got to do? I'm just saying, like I said, it takes me 20, about 20 minutes for each listing to, to build it. And what I do is I, I build all my listings on my phone and I, I save them. So, you know, I, I, I queue them all up because for me, I would also, I also like the idea of having a bunch of listings go up at the same time. Mm-hmm. That way in the search results, if you're listing the same type of, you know, or the same scale of figure or the same group of figure, you'll, if you do that, the random search, you'll see, all of your listings kind of pop up in a row, you know, yeah. um, you don't have to pay eBay any fee to start at a special time or whatever, you know? So I'll, I'll, you know, I like to build my listings and just save them on the phone and you can build as many as you want, you know, have them preloaded with all your pictures and all you have to do whenever you're ready to list, just click the listing button and it, it'll just do it. But like I said, it takes me about 15 to 20 minutes to set up each one of those listings and I, I'm not going to lie, it, the reason why I sold all, all of those figures at, at my local comic shop was to really get me kick-started in selling again. I haven't sold in a long time, and I, and I was feeling the blues of just not wanting to go through that whole eBay thing again, you know, of doing that stuff. So, you know, it may, listen, we all want the easy money, right? We all want the easy way out. That's the truth. It's, it's, it's the laziness of it's the, so it's, it's very easy to buy, right? We can buy all day long, buy, 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 buy. It's very hard to sell. It's hard for us to get the momentum started to, to actually start selling. Now I will say, Brian, that once you start selling, it gets you motivated to continue selling. So that's the, really the secret is once you start selling, even if you just list maybe five figures and one of those five sell, it will actually give you motivation to list another five figures. So I agree. Don't don't take a break. If you take a break, you're gonna feel like you're in a slump and you know you're you're just 
you're you're gonna you're you're not gonna want to start up again you know so i was gonna say as far as this question as far as uh breaking the seal so to speak um in a in a perfect world which is obviously not this year if you're skeptical and you're very paranoid the absolute best way to get started selling is probably two things number one i would get a goal in mind for what you want to do with any potential sales money are you trying to save money are you trying to pay for uh you know are you trying to go back to school buy a new car put a down payment on something get that in your head like you want a goal and then number two the safest and easiest money is going to be at toy shows you have to find a big heavily attended toy show that caters to what you have so don't go to a comic show if you have a shit ton of transformers 99 percent of comic shows are for people that want comic book shit they want to cosplay and they're fucking poor like that's just how it is i'm not even fucking kidding the only shows i've ever had where i didn't make fucking money <laughs> were very comic heavy and i did them because i just wanted to get out there i'm trying to get my name out there and you never know somebody could walk through the door but what i mean is you know, like for like, you know, like here in Ohio, we have a great shit ton of shows that are huge. Like I'm talking the one here in this city is damn near as big as the last BotCon I went to. And it's just a general toy show. And it's not that BotCon is the biggest thing in the world, but, it, you know, it was a pretty heavily thing. It was a, it was a pretty heavy duty thing. Um, and basically all you need for that is you'll have to buy a vendor's license for the day or the weekend or whatever. Those are usually pretty cheap. And then you just have to figure out how you want to set your stuff up. You know, if you're not, if you're not trying to do it full time, you can't think of it that way. You want to do one show. You want to get a shit ton of money in your hands right away. And like Lotus said, that will absolutely, you know, especially if you have a goal, you're going to see that money in your hand. You're going to be like, all right, yes, I can learn this. It's, it's easy. It, it really is. It's not easy in the sense that it doesn't take effort. It's easy in the sense that to learn things that work for you, Will, will come naturally as you do it. So like doing a toy show, you know, is so much, it's a lot more physical work than just listing a bunch of stuff on eBay, but you get a feel for the crowd. You start, you learn about what people are looking for. You see what other people are spending on stuff that you maybe thought was worth a lot or worth a little. And then you get to network with people. I mean, almost every person I know in the hobby has either been from podcasting or from doing toy shows. And it's probably been more helpful to me from the people I've met at toy shows. I'll put it that way. And yeah, there's, there's nothing like going to a toy show. And, you know, like I remember the first time I sold at BotCon, I was right next to, um, this is either TF source or BBTS. And I'm like, I have two tables. I'm just this, you know, I'm just this <laughs> chump from Ohio. And I made so much fucking money. I couldn't believe it. Because a lot of it, you know, I had it online for months or weeks. And, you know, like I always have a steady flow at that time. But, you know, the big hitters, and I look and I look at the pricing and I'm like, everyone here has shit for twice eBay. So, okay, well, I'll put it at what I'm selling it for on eBay and boom. You know what I mean? I don't have to pay any fees. I don't, I mean, yeah, there's more overhead getting there. But I could sit at home and make, you know, maybe 300 bucks on the weekend on online sales but if you do a toy show the potential to get that cash in your hand and then 
once you get that shit, you're going to be like, yeah, I got to sell as much as I can. Like it's to me, that's, that's the best way to do it. But if you can't do that, you're, you gotta, you know, you gotta get one, make one listing and have somebody look it over real fast. So you don't trap yourself with like forgetting an option. Like don't, uh, don't offer free shipping if you don't want to have to pay potentially 30, $40 to ship across the country. You know, there's just little things like that you need to pay attention to. Uh, how you write your description, you got to be very careful. You don't want to give too much information and get too specific because that's where people can nitpick and open a, a case. Like if you say, this is an absolute mint condition. Yeah, you don't want to They that. open that box and there's a piece of styrofoam from a packing peanut. They're going to they're gonna want their money back. You know, it's yeah. stuff like that that you have to watch out for. Uh, so just have someone that knows what they're doing review it for you. But yeah, just, you know understand your limitations if you only have five boxes in your house don't list 30 items things like that but it all once you start doing it once or twice you know exactly how much bubble wrap like me i can count the pieces of 12 inch bubble wrap i need for any figure i know exactly how much it's going to weigh after i box it up if it's this kind of box if i put it in a plastic bag i know it's going to go first class cost me this much every single time so yeah so i mean so the toy shows are, are a great a great idea. I've I've been to toy shows. I think it's a great experience. It's fun to buy something at a toy show. Um, Brian specifically, he always goes to NJCC, um, so he he's very familiar with toy shows. I mean, the guys in the realm they they usually buy up like all the tables, you know, at NJCC and 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 sell. So, but for people who are you know in this new world that we're living in with you know this stupid virus thing whatever um i think we're gonna be i don't know how prevalent it's gonna be i mean anytime i go to a toy show it was a very congested feeling you were you, you bump into everybody you know so i don't know how that's gonna feel in in this new this new environment that we're living in or that we're going through you know um so i'm not too sure if that's really on the table right now so to speak um, but so I, I would say for now, you know, anyone who wants to sell, they need to just focus on selling on one of these online sites, whether it's eBay, Macari or, or whatever, you know, and just, just give it a shot. It's just, it's the idea of just putting one or two items up there. They, they happen to sell. And now it is good to have more than one item post at the same time because you get extra search hits. So if you have, you know, a series of characters that you want to sell, you know, it is good to list them all on the same time. That way people will click on your other listings. They'll see more and more. And you may, you know, have someone buy two figures from you instead of just one. And then you can put them in the same box kind of thing. Yeah, what um, I was getting at though was, you don't want to, if you have, like I said, if you have 30, 40 things for, that you want to sell immediately, you don't want to put those all up right away because you may not have the resources yet oh, right, to right. fulfill. Because you never know. You could have a weekend where all 30 pop off and you got three boxes and two pieces of bubble tape. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, you know, I said I could ship the next day. I don't have any fucking bubble wrap. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're, like I said, Walmart Walmart has some very inexpensive boxes. Uh, I would say Walmart is probably probably the cheapest for just regular brown boxes. I would recommend anybody who has an eBay account to just go on the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the 
U.S. Post Service account, if you have a, a postal USPS account, go on their website and just order a bunch of the priority mailboxes. Um, they offer them for free, so you can stock up on them. They'll ship them right to your door. There's no and your carrier no will fucking hate you. It's, it's okay. So you know. <laughs> it's part of their job. I mean, it's part of their job. You know, you don't have to order a ton. Just you know, one one of each uh, size that you feel you're gonna use. You know, don't order everything off the website, but just they come in you know, packs of ten, correct? Packs of ten and packs of twenty five. The like the large box is awesome. It's uh, twelve by twelve by eight, and um, it's very very useful. Um, and you know, the, your local post office is not going to have these boxes. These are straight priority mo- priority mailboxes. They're not flat rate. The flat rate are the ones the post office is going to have locally. So the post, your local post office is going to stock the flat rate priority mail, which are very expensive. Um, yeah. These boxes are just the straight up priority mailboxes that don't have that flat rate requirement. So um, you still have to weigh them. Um, and also get yourself a little scale. I mean, the scale really will save you. Like like Swage said, you know, when you're um, when you're uh, basically looking at the difference between priority mail and first class. Uh, with first class mail, you have to use a brown box. You can't use the priority mail box, but um, you can mail something for around you know five fifty six dollars. Uh, that's basically under one pound and. You know, so one 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 carded figure, you can definitely get that out there for, you know, under six dollars and it still arrives to them within like three to four days. So yeah. keep in mind, though, that's only online pricing through PayPal. Correct. It's only so. through online pricing uh, when you when you sell your item. For me, I like using the online uh, option where when you sell it you basically go through the eBay or you can go through PayPal directly to get the discount. I actually find eBay to be cheaper for their shipping than PayPal direct, which is kind of weird, but PayPal, I'm sorry, eBay gives you a really good uh, break, uh, especially if you're, if you're selling large items. Like for me, I was selling statues that are just huge volumetric boxes. And so I would have to sell through FedEx um, or I'm sorry, I had to ship through FedEx. And so eBay gives you an option to basically uh, open up a FedEx quote. And um, and they usually give you about 35 to 40% off of what it would cost you if you just use your regular FedEx account. Um, the only bad part about the eBay FedEx uh, scenario is they do not take that money directly out of your account. It is a monthly service, which means they basically will, they'll bill you uh, when you, when they basically bill you on a monthly basics. So you don't truthfully know the final charges until that item is cleared through the system. Um, But in all of my selling, um, I, the, the quotes that they give you on the screen, I usually take a screenshot of the quote and it's always very, very close to what the final fee is. And that's for FedEx when I'm talking about shipping very large boxes, like refrigerator size boxes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that was a big thing that I found with a couple of my shipments where, and granted, I probably should have said something, but I'm always that guy that chooses first class or priority or parcel select, whatever the the lowest UPS, USPS, and then and then the priority. 
But anytime it's big or it's heavy, FedEx is going to kill USPS. So don't don't just be like, oh, I, I do USPS because that's the easiest. I, I've saved I saved like twenty dollars shipping one item by going with FedEx over USPS. Yeah, and then and FedEx also wins the battle over UPS. So FedEx is cheaper than UPS. But yes, FedEx and UPS are cheaper than USPS when it comes to large volume package because everything right now is dimensional weight for folks that don't know about that basically what you do is you measure up all of the sides of the actual box itself and that gives you your dimensional weight and then on top of that you have your physical weight so there's two different measurements that the post office fedex ups are using now to ship boxes and if it's a priority mailbox or an express box or something that has to go on an airplane they they drastically use the dimensional weight calculations to give you your pricing so it makes a big difference you don't always want to put a single small figure in a very large box because that could actually cost you more money than putting that figure in the right size box if you're shipping any kind of an air service like like i said priority mail express whatever well just just for the record first class goes by airplane too (laughs) yes it does but oh, first class, first class, you can only do up to a pound. The size of the box doesn't matter for some reason with first class, which is very interesting. But well, it's supposed I, to be. It has to be under twelve inches. But I think if you get commercial pricing, it has to stay under any oversized. Well, eBay, eBay, eBay is now allowing you to do like larger sizes. If you right, go like that's because I just like I was saying, right, because right. Of commercial. I think if you win, right. if you try to go in the post office though and do that shit, you still only get up to thirteen ounces max. And I think it can only be 12 or 14 inches long. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to go to the post office and do that anyway. It's too expensive. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's, let's get back to these questions. I need to wrap up here soon. Uh, We, we may bring hold the entire show to answer his questions here. So large large we're tight he's talking about fifteen thousand here how how do you protect yourself what do you what do you do cash, money yeah uh, i was gonna say cash is no no, no hang on, hang on. A, okay. a wire transfer okay a wire transfer cannot be returned i'm talking about an actual immediately wire. reported to the government immediately <laughs> yeah, it's reports of the government. I'm just saying that it's it's it is a it is a one way transaction. If you go to a bank, I'm not talking about Western Union or whatever. I'm talking about if you go to your bank and you do a wire transfer, that money is out of your account and that's it. There's no way to get it. So if you try to buy a car or whatever, you hmm. are you're out of luck getting that money back. Interesting. It's a one way. And so Swage, what you're saying is but you're trying to avoid the taxes, right? Because that's going to get reported. No, it's, it's that... nothing is safer than cash in hand. That's that's what I'm saying. Oh, I don't okay. give a, I don't give a shit. You're not sending me a credit card payment. No, no, no. <laughs> you're paying big money like that. No, that's I'll count for hours if I have to. You can pay me in ones. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of agree. I mean, if you're doing a fifteen thousand dollar transaction most likely the person is going to be hopping on a plane coming to your residence and, you know, maybe 
renting a U-Haul truck and driving back. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to ship, you know, that's, that's a, I would imagine that's going to be a local transaction anyway. No matter who's, what. who's selling something for 15 grand anyway. It was well, not, a special one something, right? Like you, yeah, like a whole collection. Say, like who, yeah. who's, is someone trying to liquidate and just say, I'm right. done, I'm done with everything. Is that what, is that the idea? Hey, that, uh, that super rare one-off defense or is that still on eBay? That's 30 G's or 35. <laughs> the G2 yeah. defense. Or? Yeah. 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 Did that ever sell? I have no that's idea. A, that's a pricey bastard. <laughs> So Rock, that's, Rock that's still the sales guys us. always he always has different stuff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so there's lots of you know. So I use mailing late printable mailing labels that I get from UPS for free, even though I never shoot ship UPS, which sounds awful. But um, lots of times I get figures wrapped in USPS priority you know, like uh, bubble mailers, but then they just put them in a regular mailer as well. So if you want to get, if you want to get a little uh, underground with it, um, you know, there's definitely those options. Um, I get lots of stuff in priority boxes with brown paper bags, like wrapping it, you know, to, to do that. But uh, that's definitely an option. Um, so yeah, hey, I gotta far- answer Brian real quick, man. He said, <laughs> apparently he's laughing that, uh, I had sent him this giant fucking <laughs> MMC predicating <laughs> in a computer tower box. Yeah. Who has that laying around? I do motherfucker. <laughs> and you know why? Because when people buy a whole bunch of shit, you gotta have something. <laughs> that's Next exactly time. Right. Next time, Brian, what I'll do if you ever buy from me again is I'll just put bubble wrap around it and then my brown craft paper so you don't have to get a stupid computer box to protect your shit, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> I I hoard boxes and packing material just the way I do my figures, too. Yep. Um, okay, so, so high-end shit, basically cash or, like Lotus says, wire transfer. Anything that can't be reversed, because you're right. If it can be reversed, it's going to get reversed. And you don't want to be that one guy that sold your entire collection and then somebody reversed the credit card charge and you have don't you don't have any fucking any uh, path to reconciliation. Um, he says, okay, so as in-person collection. Someone wants to pay you with the check. Obviously, this is risky and probably should be avoided. Or what if they pay you with cash? Are there taxes you have to pay, uh, such as a large deposit? And should you adjust your price to compensate for taxes if you want the full value on the collection you sold? So it looks like he's really taking the stance of, hey, you're, you're selling off a huge chunk of your collection. Right. Yeah. So for the taxes um, part, in most states, um, you're going to need at least a temporary vendor's license. If you're going to do this like straight by the book, you either need to have a temporary or maybe even a permanent vendor's license uh, or be, be you really would want to be established as an LLC or some sort of business already. Uh, as far as 
adjusting the price for taxes, that's I'm pretty sure that's illegal. You have to the the customer has to pay the taxes. You have to collect it. So you cannot like overcharge them because you're going to have to collect the taxes because they're already they pay the taxes to begin with. Um, now, if you want to give a price that already includes taxes, then that's by the book. Um, checks, fuck that shit. Don't ever say that word again. I haven't. I haven't even seen a paper check in probably who, fifteen who, years. Yeah, who even writes a check? I, I had. I had a what job say I had to give them a check to to get direct deposit. I was like, "What the fuck are you even talking about?" I was like, <laughs> and they got all shitty with me. And I was like, "No." I was like, "Who the fuck uses checks?" I was like, "I'm not paying fifty dollars for ten checks so I could give you one of them for nothing." Fuck that. <laughs> I was like, "Here's the account number. Here's the other account number. Give me my fucking money." <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, if you're trying to do that shit legit like that and like going back to the toy show thing, usually, uh, every toy show I've been to when you set up and you pay, or even when you, when they collect, you know, the fee for setting up, uh, they typically will give you a packet and it will inform you that you are required to have a vendor's license. And if you don't have one, here's how you get one. Uh, cause you can also typically you can do it. Like if you say you sell a bunch of shit. Um, and it's like on a Saturday and they're not open, you couldn't get a license. You can typically say have like seven business days or something to do it by the book and go to the local office and get that temporary permit. And then you will report your income after the fact accordingly. And it's going to ask you for your total income, uh, all the taxes you collected from that. And then you'll basically get like a form or a receipt so that you can use that for when you file your taxes at the end of the year. Yeah, and I, I've sold at toy shows locally every year for the last 10 years. And literally this last one was the first one that they had a fucking, uh, not IRS, it wasn't federal, but they had a state tax representative there saying, have you filled out one of these? It didn't, it wasn't all nice and prepared like what you've got, Swage, but they were taking our names. They were giving these packets. They're like, you need to pay for this, uh, you know, vendor license that's today. And then you're going to have to pay for all your sales tax and all this. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, my name's this, my number's this. And sure. And I never did it. I, I and I haven't seen it. You know that was two years yeah, ago. Good for you. Point, but <laughs> but while we're while we're talking about taxes, uh, as far as eBay is concerned, for people that don't know, eBay is eBay is actually collecting the tax, um, or actually PayPal is collecting the t- no. eBay is collecting the tax. It's based on the destination of where the item is shipped, so it's not. The seller is not actually collecting taxes. Um, And if your state is the one that is requiring the tax, um, that's that's what's happening. It's not the seller that is saying, oh, I'm collecting extra money. And, you know, the reason why the PayPal charge, you know, added taxes, you know. So just just to put that out there, it's it's eBay basically requiring it's the states that are requiring ebay to collect the tax and the money doesn't actually go to the seller at all like you don't even see that money yeah and i've seen a lot of people online talk about 
well, my PayPal came through and it had all this extra money, but then it was way shorter than it should have been because no, of taxes. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're you're not reading stupid. the invoice correctly. Yeah, it's people are ridiculous. They collected taxes and then they dispersed it to themselves. Right. And you still took your normal amount of fees. I think sometimes they forget that if someone pays with a credit card, the fees are higher from PayPal. So they lose another percent and a half or half a percent or whatever. But yeah, the sellers, they can't even... That used to be an option for sellers. Now you you have no choice. There's going to be tax on your buyer 100% of the time unless they fuck up somehow. Yeah, unless your state actually doesn't require the tax to be collected. So if you're shipping the toy to a state that does not require taxes to be collected, eBay won't collect the taxes for that transaction. Yeah, so that's, like, that's pretty, that's pretty like, rare, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, I, what is it like? Delaware and Montana are the only two that don't have sales tax or something. But yeah, so taxes are one of those things where, and eBay now is saying if you sell more than ten thousand dollars in a year, that they'll submit your shit to the IRS, so you'll get a fucking. When is that going to start? I just looked at the policy three weeks ago and it was still 20. Oh, oh, so the dollar amount's just different. So, I mean, I got that notice two years ago, but if now they're saying 20, but well, 20 20 was the standard until what you just said that. So, are they starting that recently or? Well, I know they were actually fighting a lot of something. That was something I saw a long time ago, and and I could be wrong. Maybe that number sticking in my head because of the federal bank deposit thing that you know, which is that lower. Gets, that's been lowered now to three thousand dollars, by the way. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah, so yeah. yeah ten Luckily, grand is fit now. You put in three thousand dollars in the bank, they want to see every fucking penny counted. Well, luckily, I don't have that problem very often. So, yeah. but, uh, so yeah, uh, you know, uh, Brian saying here talking about, you know, maybe if a collector passes away. And that's the thing, too, is, is everybody like set up with a loved one to where they know what they need to do? Like, Mrs. McFavorite literally knows to reach out to Vern and Peter and offer them a percentage of my collection room and board if they can swing it and come out here and figure out what they think would be best to do with it you know and if that's you know like lotus talked about calling in fucking brian's toys or you know if they're like oh let me go through everything and cherry pick the good stuff and then we'll do that you know like that's literally her instructions and that's awful and she reminds me about it every time i have a a heart palpitation or my left arm feels a little numb or something (laughs) you know she reminds me that that's her only instructions to get rid of a fucking ten thousand piece collection you know it's like ridiculous uh do you guys have do you guys have Anywhere on that magnitude of issue, I mean, do you have plans on, you know, Swage or your cat's going to eat you if you die? Don't ever fucking say I have a cat again. (laughs) I will cut that fucking mustache off and feed it to whatever animals nearby. Fucking cat. You know better. You fucking, you did that shit on purpose. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the lucky yeah, I have that might rile you up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bastard! <laughs> but anyway, uh, I have my. I do have a, a very minimalistic plan. It's somewhat similar, but there's uh, some names I have, and it's basically, um, you know, these are people I've talked to, and I've said, you know, if something were to happen to me, mm-hmm. I just want you, you know, to to be fair to my family and take all my stuff offer what you can, you know, something reasonable. And I trust that they, you know, they're not going to take 20 grand worth of stuff and be like, Oh yeah, here's $1,500. You know what I mean? Um, but I know that they're reasonable and they can get cash in hand fast. Uh, so it's one of those, but it's not like a, um, you know, like, um, you know, uh, Thorazine, he actually has a software thing where he has every single thing he owns, the exact name, the title, the accessories, pictures of every single part of it, and wow. a general value. So that way, if something happens, his family knows exactly how to list it, how much money they should expect, you know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he started that when he did the Plastic Boutique site, that he kind of was getting into that same time, which is a fantastic idea if you have the time and the space to get all the pictures ready. Uh, but literally, they can they click on that file, and it's an entire database, and it it can be organized by pictures or by figure names. So if they don't know the name, they can look at the pictures. So, so they have the toy in their hand and they say, okay, well, it needs this thing. Okay, there it is. So now we know it's complete. Um, I have nothing like that, but everything I have is basically orderly if it's stored. And if it's not, there's, I keep everything by everything. So it's not like I have like, you know, a box of weapons in Missouri, but all my speakers are here. And then all the boxes are in a storage unit. It's nothing like that. Um, and I don't have a giant value of stuff at, at any point anyway, uh, because I've, you know, like I've said before, once something's worth too much money, I sell it anyway, because I don't want that kind of problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I basically, I just have, a, I have a couple contacts that I'm like, Hey, you know, contact one of these three people, whoever you feel most comfortable with, you know, th- and they know that I've given them that number that if something were to happen, that's what, that's what they're calling about is that something happened to me and they need help getting rid of the stuff and that they need money to take care of whatever, you know, final expenses or whatever the hell, or, you know, if I get my leg cut off and I'm in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cliff, what about you? You've, you've been, you've been patiently hanging out, listen to all of our selling rhetoric. Uh, you have any plans? If, uh, if you keeled over, you're only eating 800 calories a day. I, I can't believe you're still alive at this point. But. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you he really wants to know your plan. You're the first one gone. <laughs> uh, no, my plans are, I don't give a uh, shit. Do what you want. Pilfer and pillage. <laughs> like, my friends will know what to do. My sister probably will know what to do. They're like, I don't, I don't think... I, like, none of my family... I am like, they're like, you're 40 years old. Why are you buying toys? <laughs> <laughs> so nobody still understands. And, and you don't buy them for the value, but nobody understands that these things still hold a lot of value. Yes, but if I am dead, I give a fuck what you do with it because it's not my problem. 
Fucking, <laughs> fucking build a funeral pyre with me on top and set it in place. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think Cliff took this the entire wrong way, but this is awesome. <laughs> no, but I don't. There's no plan. I mean, like it, like my brother passed away suddenly, like two years ago. Like there was no plan for his stuff. Unfortunately, he had a junky girlfriend who I believe threw it all away or sold it for drug money. I yeah. don't give any of it for his kids, but I know there's, there's no plan. I mean, like there's a story, it's all in a storage unit or here in this bedroom. So it's not, it's not like anyone has to search for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Lotus, what about you? I mean, I'm, I'm just in that phase right now of, of just constantly selling. And so I feel that I won't have any type of a problem. So I'm just, um, I'm, and you know, I, I have all these like weird OCDs of stuff having to, having to be in its place and, you know, stuff organized and, and clean and, and all that. And it's, like I said, it's, it's a, um, it's very good to, to clear out a closet and to see that closet empty. It's, it's a oh great feeling. God. It's an excellent oh, feeling. Yeah. But I'm the kind of person, like I said, I organize my bubble wrap. I organize my boxes. Uh, like, I mean, I literally take like, the, you know how you have like different boxes, size boxes. Like I take them, I open them, I put them, you know, I kind of stack them like a Russian uh, nesting doll, you know, and, and I have, you know, bubble wrap all like, you know, organized by large, medium, small, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, it's, it's nice. It's just nice to get rid of boxes you know, and, and see that your supply is going down. And, um, like I said, I, I, I don't, I'm not doing it for any type of, you know, it, that's not my job. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just selling just to get rid of it, you know, as just a regular collector, I'm not doing like what Swage is doing. Um, so it's a little bit of a different scenario, but it's, a, it's, like I said, it's, that's one thing that it is nice is to, like if you have a room in your house that is just full of toys, you know, and it's and it's something that you, you know, are looking to get that room back, you know, and, and use that room for something else. It is a good feeling to, you know, get a little bit of money for the stuff that you have in that room and then be able to use that room again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I agree. Like I, I sold a bunch of stuff at the beginning of my last unemployment and uh it cleared up space in my room i could walk through my room more and it did it got addictive at at some point i was posting and posting and posting but i will say it's just as easy to like stop and then now i feel like i'm so behind again it's it just like the post for the podcast for the last shows there's there's just always something else there that i can do instead of selling stuff now whereas i was on a roll and i needed to not stop that i needed to just keep that going because now it's kind of like oh god i got to do so much to get back into it so yeah, I'm, but I'm with you, Lotus. I, I, my shit's all super organized. I have Tetris, my empty boxes so clean that I have, I have probably 50 boxes in the space of yeah. one box, you know? Another of. thing that I did that kind of helped me out is I took 
uh, like when I was talking about like those 70 figures, I took all those figures and like put them in my kitchen and just, you know, just had them absorbed visually just taking (laughs) up all of that space and cluttering my countertops. And, you know, I, I had them just in an ugly position, just, you know, littered in my kitchen. And the idea of that, you know, it bothered me, you know, just because, like I said, I, I have these OCDs that I need to have everything nice in its place and clean. And even though I had them all organized, you know, nicely in a row, it was still bothering me that they were there. And me pulling the trigger of taking all that to the comic shop really just it, when I came back home with the cash in my pocket, it was a great feeling, guys. I mean, even though it was not nowhere near what I probably could have done if I would have sold it all on eBay individually. It was a great feeling to have my, my kitchen look nice and neat and, you know, have that money in my pocket and the closet emptied, you know? (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, all right. We've been at this about two and a half hours now. This is amazing. This, this went, in a uh, completely different direction that I had actually <laughs> thought it was going to go in. Uh, so, uh, hey, Brian, I, Brink is bragging there's no sales tax, but uh, don't forget you still got to pay the income tax, bruh. <laughs> yeah, if you're selling. Trying to get all technical on me now, getting all mad. I got a computer box and shit coming up <laughs> in here. I come back yeah, on the Brink. show finally, and you're just going to razz me the whole time talking about cats. Computer boxes. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Brinkalizer and uh, T-Tour X6. I think they're both Delaware kids. This magic state where everybody wants to be a company and, and you don't have to pay any sales tax on anything. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, that's our first discussion show. I had an absolute blast. Um, we'll... Please look forward to more of these in the future. Suggest some if, if you think if we can talk for an hour about it. Let's let's fucking talk for an hour about it. It's so nice not to have to do any show notes. There won't be any long posts for this. It'll just be edited together and set up on the audio stream. So uh, thank you everybody that joined us live throughout this. This actually I think is the most people participating since we've been doing live shows so that speaks well to it uh but we got Cass, we got uh brian kj smith up in the house shane montroy of course uh rock after he had to get off the actual show joined <laughs> in to listen to the show love that shit so and then about figs 155 coming in at the end so thank you guys and we'll see you sooner rather than later or later rather than sooner. Peace. Peace.